Welcome to the BRP Podcast. I'm your host, Steve Haley, and we are here yet again from the new studios. That is the Pool Room Studios at the Berwick Mansion, and I am joined by actually nobody today. I'm lonely in in my house, uh, drinking beers, but I'm virtually joined by a wonderful group of friends. We have a great show for you tonight. Um, Guys, you know that kick-ass fucking rock and roll that leads you into every one of these great episodes? We finally roped them in. We got all of the members of Trauma Parlor here tonight. Can't wait to introduce them. They're going to tell some crazy stories about being on the road, playing live music, and all the crazy shit that they've seen uh, y'all do in the bar, okay? Because you guys act in a fool um, when you're getting too drunk and, and listen to some crazy rock and roll. So without further ado, I know the man that you guys really want to talk to. It is my fantastic co-host, my feather-haired friend, Michael Windsor. How are you tonight, sir? I'm doing good, buddy. How's your How's your tummy ache? Uh, I got it. Listen, I spent three <laughs> days in Morgantown, okay, watching the West Virginia Mountaineers kick some hokey ass, um, and I think I drank two bottles of Rumple Mints by myself. So my stomach is not good. All right, I had a steady diet of pizza, tacos, and Rumple Mints for three days, uh, and I got no sleep. So I'm 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 hurting. If you can't hear it in my voice, then uh, then maybe I didn't do it hard enough. But um. Yeah, I'm I'm still in recovery mode. I may have to run uh, a way to take some squirts at some point, oh, but Jesus. you guys you guys will power through without me. Um, what's new with you, baby? What's going on? <laughs> okay, so I uh, actually went to a uh, party, my good friend Angel's birthday party this uh, last Saturday night, um, and I, I think I inadvertently um, figured out one of the best party hacks just by just by accident. So uh, it was a it was DIY a your... party hacks. Okay. Yeah. So it was a it was a. BYOB, right? So bring your uh, bring your own booze. It was in the middle of a field. You literally had to drive through like you know a field oh, and old tire trucks. Yeah, to get and uh, they, it was basically like a hippie disco party, and uh, they had some guys building a, a storage container home out there, uh, and it was all lit up. They had a DJ out there. It was super cool. But anyway, I digress. Um, so anyway, I didn't have a cooler, so I stopped at the gas station to get some beer and uh, ice. Couldn't find a styrofoam cooler there, but they did have like this big like plastic bucket almost like like an oversized like beach sand bucket right so i i okay. bought that like a home Depot. we're talking like a home depot bucket right like a well no no, no not depot. a five gallon bucket literally i think it was in the alcohol section i think it was meant to chill like a bottle of wine but it, it was big enough to fit okay. eight, it was big enough to fit 18 beers got 18 so that way i can you know at least give two to some friends but um i brought that and then uh filled it up with beer and then i poured ice in it brought it to the party um, I couldn't find a trash can for whatever reason. Um, so after I had a couple beers down, I just put them right back in my bucket, right? So as you know, what typically happens at a BYOB party, as the night goes on and people are showing up, maybe somebody didn't bring booze or something, people just start kind of rummaging through coolers and just kind of taking whatever. Yeah, you're at, well, and you're, you start trading for beers like the fat kid at second grade lunch trying to trade his lettuce for a candy bar. I mean, that's, you know, his carrots and, and ranch. I mean, you're well, you're swapping. Well, there was one guy with- yeah, well, there was one guy I was talking to, and he had brought, like, 20 beers, and he had only been there for an hour, and he had had four or five, and they were all gone because people were just taking it. But what ended up happening was because I put my empty beer cans on top of the beer, people thought it was a trash can, so they just kept throwing their empty containers into the trash can, and I just left it, and when everybody else was running out of beer, I could just go over there, reach into the trash, and pull out a nice, cold, fresh beer. So, I love where your head's Yeah, I don't... I I, it's I like the magic bucket... Do it, but <laughs> it gives forth a cornucopia of beers, and no one knows because it's got this stealth-like uh, 
you know, we should probably talk to the Pentagon about getting this patented <laughs> because you could probably hide a lot of shit under some empty natty light cans. Nobody's going under there, right? Yeah, but um, I, I, it Dan, worked out really well. So highly not recommended a bad life for anybody out not there. Not a bad little life hack. I dig it. My thing about going to parties like that and, and a lot of house parties in college, and I'm not proud to say this, but I have to admit it. Um, I, I got on this terrible streak where I would always steal one thing from every house party that I went to. You and it was never like an item of great value. I'd take like a mechanical pencil or like one fork, you know, or like a, a shot glass, but it had to happen, you know. And at one point we had an entire section of our kitchen senior year of college that was all other people's stuff from other people's house parties. And it was uh, – some of our most prized possessions, but uh, yeah, if, see, if those people, it. if those people would have just hit it under some old empty beer cans, I wouldn't have found them. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> Fair <enough>. life, <laughs> your DIY hack would have come in handy. Um, anyway, Mike, I'm really excited. I want to get into the show, guys. We're not going to go uh, too long with with new announcements because we got a great show today. But I do want to tell you a, a couple quick things. You know, Mike and I have been telling you about bonus content. We've been telling you about the merch store. We've been telling you about the BRP jukebox. All these things are starting to get off the ground. You know, we're finally starting uh, to get a little more organized, um, not just with our audio quality and, and how we're recording, but some of the other cool stuff that we want to do for you. So, you know, I'm really excited about this episode tonight. It's going to be free, okay? But it's going to be the first example of some of the cool bonus content that we're going to do, right? Well, we're going to interview yeah. some people that are in this kind of around the service industry. You know, Mike and I have told you we'd love to go interview a stripper, a bouncer, uh, you know, a head chef, some of these other people um, that really build that atmosphere that is, you know, the bars and restaurants that you love. And nothing says that like live music. So we're happy to bring you Trauma Parlor. We really want to showcase them. They're going to play a, a song live for you at the end of the show. We're really excited for that. Um, yeah, stick around for that. But everybody. Yeah, everybody get on get on some of this new stuff. You know, like I said, Mike's going to have the new BRP jukebox stuff coming out. Please get on the merch store. That's Prodigy DTG backslash BRP uh, drink along. Or you can also just type in Prodigy, Prodigy DTG, the bartender rant podcast. Um, without further ado, we're going to jump right into the show. We are uh, we are joined tonight in uh, by Trauma Parlor, uh, which is consists of Mark Blankenship, Hello. J- John du- Dueling, hey. and Gabe Harris. What up? <laughs> so and are you on Zoom too? That was really delayed, man. <laughs> Who me? Yeah. <laughs> so and, and thank you guys so much for being here. Uh, of course, um, man. I, I wish you guys. I'll, I'll take a picture. They are being such good sports right now. We've got like seven different components set up just so we can all listen to. Listen to the recording on our headphones, which is crackling and everything in our ears as we do this. So they are they are really uh, rolling with the punches here, and I really appreciate you guys being here. Speaking of rolling with the punches, can somebody turn the camera so I can see Mark, please? I need I, I need all of these. I don't care okay, about I'll, your spot. You can see there these guys. Go. Now, I, now I got the whole band. I love it. Okay, cool. I love it. I felt like I'm. Cool. This is good. This is good here. And on top of everything else, you, if you might be able to hear it. There's literally a thunderstorm rolling in right now. As well, oh, so. yeah. That'll be nice. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. And, so and, and, and yeah, folks, you're just going to have to you just bear with us here because this is going to – we're going to kind of be, uh, ro- you know, just playing this by ear because, obviously, we're going to go through the gauntlet, but it's, we're going to have to modify it as we go. Um, we didn't really talk about it, but um, instead of doing a cocktail yeah. this week, I asked Mark what uh, he wanted to drink, and he, he recommended Boulevard. And Boulevard is a, a Kansas City brewing company. Uh, so we got a sampler pack. We got their uh, their wheat beer, their heavy lifting, their early riser, which is a coffee porter, 
and their hazy pale ale, which is a tasting room. Um, yeah, and I was I was just gonna give you a little bit of background about uh, Boulevard. Yeah, there's the thunder. I think it's it's kind of suiting. I like, sure it. Is, I like it. I'm sure as hell never asked any of us about <laughs> the beer. Well, we would want to drink. <laughs> I said beer and whiskey is probably what we're gonna do because that's well, that's all we ever fucking drink. Anyway. Yeah. Um, well, that sounds about right for our crew too. Yeah. Uh, just a little bit about Boulevard. It's a Kansas City brand. I've been drinking their um, beer for years, but I was kind of glad that I looked into this, uh, you know, and that Mark suggested it because they really are great beer. Um, you know, you can't go wrong with any of their brews. Um, the company started back in the 80s. Uh, it was started by a guy named John McDonald, who was a um, carpenter. And he was on vacation in Europe, and he went to a bar that specialized in Belgian beers, and he was just so taken back by the complexity and the flavors and the aromas of the beers that it kind of inspired him. And he over the years of, you know, doing his carpentry work, he, he just always had it in him that he wanted to try and brew beer. And he just wanted to do something a little different than, you know, than the national brews, Budweiser, you know, Miller and all that kind of stuff. He, he wanted to bring that complexity uh, to the States. Um, and he, he did start doing that. I mean, he put every penny he had into it. He literally sold his house to do it. And he was actually wait, living wait, in wait, a spot. So yeah. Mike, Mike, let me ask you. So he had a whole career as a carpenter and then later in life. When he was older, he started a brewery? Uh, I, I didn't look. I, he wasn't that much older. He was just continuing to work. He graduated from art school, and then he started work with car, yeah. carpentry. And, um, okay, so like, mid, like, mid, like middle-aged McDonald. I, I believe so. I, I, I would have to check. I'm so going for a really terrible joke here, and it's not working. Uh, it's yeah. okay. Well, I'm, Keep I'm going. Just shut the fuck Keep up. Going. I'm in the middle of the story, right? <laughs> so uh, he was actually he was living in Kansas City. I uh, was actually living in an uh, old building that uh, used to house laundry for the Santa Fe Railroad, which I thought was kind of interesting. But um, he, he used the carpentry business to, you know, keep everything going. In 1989, the first uh, Boulevard Pale Ale was uh, ready. And for the first year, they only did draft beer, but he knew he wanted to get into bottling. Um, and he eventually found some uh, investors that, uh, you know, wanted to help him with that. So uh, they, they grew really quickly, a lot quicker than they uh, expected. And I, you actually might be able to help me with this because you, you know a lot more about the world of beer than I do, especially working at DOS. Um, but in 84, one of the beers, um, when he first tried them in Europe, uh, that captured his imagination was, is it the Duvel? Duvel? Do you know what I'm talking about? Duvel. Yep. Yeah. Yep. It's a very classic style of brewing. Yep. Yes. Uh, so he was actually approached by Michael Mortgott, if I'm pronouncing that right, who is the president and Man, you went generation. deep. Are you, are, are you ready? It sounds like you're ready to write like a dissertation on this. Am I going too deep? All right. Pretty... Well, then let me. All right. Uh, no, was... I love it. He's got I like five or six more pages to go. <laughs> There's like 10 pages to go. I no, no, okay. You know what? But Boys, you gotta, no, listen, no, Michael's writing a book. You got to hop in and write him in from time to time. I was trying to do them justice, all right? So I'll wrap it up. No, no, I love it. Keep going. Duvel Mortgott actually came to him. And um, was impressed with Boulevard, and uh, Boulevard actually became a part of the Duvel Morgard family, which is a collection of artisan breweries dedicated to highest, you know, brewery arts and crafts. Arts and crafts. Shut the fuck up. Now I'm all flustered. Anyway, I, I thought this was really cool <laughs> because they are a Kansas City uh, company, and they're really, really focused on their people that work with them in the local. city. Yeah, yeah, and they, and they're they're really environmentally conscious. Like they they have a zero waste uh, program to where they are trying, you know. Um, you know, don't they, they, they work with a local, you know, variety of companies uh, to where they recycle and they compost as much as they possibly can. Uh, they, they have a huge green roof on top of their uh, different um, buildings. And uh, they've even helped with the Ripple Glass, uh, Ripple Glass, which is a uh, it's a processing facility, which they actually helped starting uh, to actually uh, 
recycle the glass in Kansas City, which Kansas City didn't really have a good uh, way to recycle their glass before they started that. And they really? did that, you know, in conjunction with a lot of other companies. So I just nice. thought it was really cool because they're not just a company. Like, they're genuinely trying to make Kansas City a better place. And I thought this was the coolest thing, man. Uh, the coolest thing to me was um, after a, a, a person has worked there for 10 years for their 10-year anniversary, the company pays for them to take a trip to any beer-producing country in the world. That's rad. Yeah. Now, see, that is the trivia you should. That's the trivia you should have started with, my friend. All right. All right. I'm and sorry. I, I was trying to be thorough. Trying to be thorough. Maybe you went a little too long. I gotta hijack the show. <laughs> I gotta hijack the show back from you because this is the trauma parlor episode, and I need to hear from these boys right here for a little bit. Absolutely. All right? So here's what I want to hey, know. You guys got me all sweating now. I'm all nervous. <laughs> Jesus Christ. No, it's good. It's okay, buddy. <laughs> What what is it that uh, that you guys first fell in love with this brewery about? Like, what was either the beer or like the good time that you had with it? Because I know for me, when I fall in love with a, a local brew, it's always about like that one beer. Like, I'm drinking the Truth tonight from uh, from Flying Dog out in Frederick. It's the beer that introduced me to that brewery. You know what I mean? So, what was it for yeah. you, Mark, that you you went right to Boulevard tonight? I don't know. They just make really good beer. Um... Uh, the Boulevard Wheat is is classic mm-hmm. as far as Boulevard goes, uh, and then I fell in love with their Eighty Acre, which is like a hoppy wheat beer, um, okay. and then I got yeah, their their Smokestack series. Uh, shit, what's it called? The uh, the Calling. That's it's like eight point five percent. So a few of those will get you, but That's it's. They're tank seven. It's delicious. Like we got a sampler pack right here, Mm -hmm. and that's usually the way I go to, just because I love all their beer. I don't know. That's really about it. I don't. I don't. uh, I haven't read Michael's book about (laughs) Boulevard yet. uh, No, I didn't know. I didn't know with you guys. You know, with you guys touring, with you guys touring around, and you know, Kansas City being you know up the road now, hour and a half or so. I was thinking, hey, maybe you were like playing a show or something in Kansas City the first time you had it, or, or something like well, that. Well, I, uh, that's, I, that's cool, man. I lived, I lived in Kansas City uh, for the last five and a half years, and I've actually, I've had a tour of the brewery, I had a few oh, happy that's... hours at the brewery really? there, yeah. And I couldn't tell you anything about. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go apply for a to job. To be fair, I didn't tell these guys we were doing Boulevard tonight. Well, I, I, uh, I just offhandedly remarked. I almost only ever drink uh, OP beer. Have you ever had that? Uh-uh. Other people's beer. Oh yeah, yeah. I think I've had that. I, I have not. Other people's well, beer. You're, you're still doing that tonight. So as long as it's OP, I'm. Yeah, you done with OPB. I like that attitude. We're gonna have to. We're gonna have to make. Uh, we're gonna have to make add that into the show as a, as a go to fan favorite. You know. Yeah, and we usually say don't just. We usually, yeah. yeah. We usually say, of course, you know, don't just listen along, drink along. But unless you're from the region, you won't be able to drink along tonight. So I do. Yeah, apologize. I think they're expanding. Yeah, they yeah, are. Uh, not within probably a three hundred miles. Or well, so. for, yeah. Yeah. Well, for tonight, let's take Mark's advice. All right, if you can't get a hold of a beer, uh, get a hold of some whiskey. And you just heard the the, the phrase mm-hmm. we just coined. If you don't got any beer, go knock on your neighbor's door and get somebody else's, all right? Um, <laughs> because, listen, there's only one way to do this podcast right. You got to listen along and you got to drink along. So, fellas, I want to jump right into what we usually do, which is our drink. We call it our drinking category, we, where we learn a little bit of the background about our bartenders, how they get into the industry, where are they now, uh-huh. and like kind of, you know, what they do, right? Are you a bartender? Are you a server? Did you start as a cook, busboy, that kind of thing? I want to hear 
how you guys got into like playing live music, touring, you know, just what really called you to this? Were you guys always into music, you know, um, or maybe was this your first band or were there a bunch of other, you know, shitty basement bands before we got, we really started playing out sure. and about. So, yeah. Um, let's see. I moved to Pittsburgh in like 2008 and there was this, uh, restaurant, this bar and grill, uh, called fat daddies. Every Thursday night, there'd be a, uh, open mic night. And, um, I didn't really know any musicians around other than some dudes I went, uh, went to, you know, grew up with. Um, and it was just like people crawling out of the woodwork to play this open mic night. And, um, there's some amazing talent in, in Pittsburgh, Kansas. And this is like, who fucking knew, man? That's, uh, yeah, that's how I got started. Yeah. Was through yeah, that. And yeah. I, I played with a few guys and every time we showed up, we would play under a different band name. Yeah. So we had every week was meat sweat or 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 J Love and the Galactic Funk Dinosaurus. We were throwing all kinds of names. Yeah. Justice. Bieber. I could sit here for an hour and just listen to you rip off, rip off band names that you that you made up. It's not a great yeah. way to have a calling, but I'll tell you what, it's going to be fun to come up with a crazy no. name every week. Yeah. Yeah, so I was, uh, mine was, my first band here was Rusty and the Thrusters, who were like a cover band. We just played covers of whatever we wanted to, and we had a pretty good following, and then uh, uh, Gabe was in the Benz shortly after that. Mm -hmm. Benz wouldn't, that was J-Love and Galactic Funk and and stuff, and of course John has played with all the other bands. Yeah, yeah. They call me the world's sluttiest bass player. Yes. <laughs> uh, I can smell them from right But I here. think, uh, I'm sure that I met both of you through Fat Daddies. We all mm-hmm. um, have that acquaintance. I my, come from a family of musicians, and I grew up uh, for years and years playing hockey-tonk clubs and that kind of thing. And uh, so Trauma Parlor is the farthest departure, mm. possibly, from that. Yeah. <laughs> but Fat Daddies was cool. I remember we all, I mean, that was like one of the places at the time, I think, we all were a lot, or at least I was a lot younger. But you could you could always get a a pitcher of beer, no no questions asked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we were we were may may or may not been drinking underage there. Well, Fat Daddy's shut down, so it's yeah, that's why I thought about matter. Yeah, um, but no, we all met through that, and there were that was kind of a really no. Sorry, I think I'm a little behind you guys, but I, since we're talking names, there's a bar in Morgantown, West Virginia, that's called Fat Daddy's, and I'm pretty certain. Um, any of our 13 year old selves could walk into that place and get a picture of <laughs> right now. Um, it comes with the name. So, yeah, they must. They must. That, that's what I'm saying. There's something special about that. So, uh-huh. but, uh, no, that's, that's awesome, man. It's, it's, uh, I love those, uh, impromptu places where, uh, music is like thrust together. Like people are matched up. The, the place for us here in Baltimore that was always really special was called the Wrecker Theater. And it was mm. this just little divey rock bar club in in Towson, right near the university. And um, yeah. my brother was a drummer, and a bunch, you know, he was kind of he was kind of the sluttiest drummer. <laughs> he was the guy that was in seven different, you know, seven different bands at a yeah. time. And so I would just go there and <laughs> hang out, man. And you'd, you'd end up meeting all these other musicians, and all these bands these bands would change members and morph together. It yeah. felt like every week, so I love that. Yeah, it's always the rhythm I section. It's always the rhythm section that's the sluttiest. <laughs> yeah, our, our old town was just a big orgy for a while. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that's where we found community. You know, like all my best friends now are yeah formed from that, including everybody at this table. Mm-hmm. You know, 
that's beautiful. That's yeah, beautiful. I, I could. I think probably everybody who we were running with at that time, which was it had been over ten years ago now, right? Yeah, but yeah. of the crew we were running with, that twenty thirty people, I, I think we're all still in touch with them. Like today, mm. fuck yeah! Like I can't think of one person. I'm like, oh, yeah, I haven't talked to them since Fat Daddies. I still talk to all of them. Sure, yeah. And we all live across the people who moved across the country, across the world, mm-hmm. down yeah. the street. Yeah, yeah, so that's Ma- pretty cool. Yeah, Meg McCoy, who was on, she uh, she yeah. used to play at Fat Daddies. Of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Dead Eye, yeah. fucking a, yeah. But actually, that leads me since you say the name of the band. Um, I, I was kind of curious. Is there any story behind the name Trauma Parlor? Uh, it was, it was just a stab in the dark. Yeah. Were there any good. other, like, we had contenders? like, we were, uh, the only other one I can ever think of is, uh, Chronic Reverb was kind of cool. <laughs> yeah, we just put like that. two names together and like we were shuffling them around. <laughs> we we like, kind of talked Like about we were writing a David Bowie It had song. to be a two-worder. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, we were kind of talking about Gorillionaire for a while. Oh yeah, Gorillionaire. <laughs> Nice. <laughs> uh, I think I actually looked that one up, and it was already a band. Name. That's <laughs> that's the problem with coming up with a kick-ass band name is you just they're all taken. You, yeah, they're all taken, and they're all taken by people who don't have a following. So you go to their Facebook, and it's like seventy people. Yeah. Shit, they're wasting it. Yeah. yeah. Well, sometimes I think about just starting a fucking page just to keep the name. Like, no, you motherfuckers got to pay for right. this now. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, yep. yes, yes. And, and you know, there are a lot of people that make money just doing that, going out and, and getting like BurgerKing.com and sitting on that I've shit. I've heard you that. Know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I've heard that. I know people do it with like, uh, I know that people do it with uh, prescription drugs. They yeah. just oh really they make up like fake names (laughs) that's great I own this now I like I Um, like Gorillionaire I really like Gorillionaire because I and and again for all the people that are big followers of the show and there's maybe like five of you out there and I love you dearly but (laughs) for the ones that maybe this is your first episode okay I have to say it again my favorite thing about Pittsburgh Kansas besides it being the town without the age you know drop the age is Mm. when you go there all around the town are these statues of gorillas because of Pittsburgh State University. And so right, it's, this right. town it's, the middle, it's this town in the southeast corner of Kansas. And then all of a sudden there are harambes all over the damn place. I always feel like a, a, a strange connection here. with that because I don't – fellas, I don't know if you've ever been to Baltimore. But the thing in Baltimore are these giant crab statues that are everywhere and they're painted like clown colors. They're everywhere. <laughs> And so I go to Pittsburgh for the first time. I'm like, these people are just as crazy as we are. And I fucking <laughs> yeah. love it. I yeah. love it. It's beautiful. So, Steve, Yours yeah. at least makes sense, though. There's not a gorilla yeah. a thousand <laughs> miles away. <laughs> There's no native gorillas. Well, yeah, we true. don't eat gorilla here, by the way. I just want to <laughs> well, say that. And that was oh, a good yeah. question, too. Was it, was yeah. it gorilla there, like the animal, or like gorilla warfare? Uh, I don't know how they would have spelled it. Hadn't developed that far yet. Yeah, yeah, never made it. We might have. We probably would have done guerrilla warfare, but when you say it out loud, people would just make the assumption of the the animal, which would have been a good following because of Pitt State. You know, yeah, yeah, Yeah. I forgot about not to mention a great opportunity and covering. Yeah. But I was just going to say a great opportunity where you guys could all dress up in guerrilla suits. You know. And and you could even do like a red hot chili peppers thing where instead of cock socks you just put just put banana peels on your dicks and you come out and you play a show. I mean that <laughs> will get you well, like that. that will get you a few balls. We might still do that. I mean Yeah, we're doing that Friday night at TJ Leland. Yeah. <laughs> oh god damn yeah. it. I don't I don't think I can get out there by Friday night, but can somebody can somebody take the show with this really tiny camera? 
Just make sure yeah. it's pointed on, uh, right, right at the banana peels, all right? Yeah. Uh, Steve, it, I, I know we're going to jump into the gauntlet here shortly, but I, I did just want to really quick say just, um, like, the reason that I know all of you guys, and, you know, Gabe, Gabe's actually worked with us a little bit in the past at Powerbox, um, you know, but aside from that, I got, is it, oh, it's raining. Yeah, it's I don't care. I think I, I like <laughs> it. I think it suits the episode, but, um, you know, one of the... The reason I know all these guys is because I go out to TJ Leland's and, you know, other places, and I saw them play. Mark, I vividly remember meeting you because I saw you at the 311 yeah, Club. I can never pinpoint when that was. I, I remember I was at the 311 Club, Trauma Parlor played, and loved the show. You guys fucking kicked ass. And I remember walking up to you after the show, and you were talking to somebody. I kind of tapped you on the shoulder, and I was all fanboying out. And I'm just like, hey, man, you guys, you just fucking killed it. Something like that. And you just kind of, like, smiled, and then you just gave me a hug. Oh, and nice. then we were friends from, from then on. So, oh, good. You know, Say no I, more. I could tell you were worried about how that was going to, like, what did you really do? <laughs> uh, well, let's not talk about what we did after. But. <laughs> we're going to get the sex stories eventually. Just, you know, just save it. But, uh <laughs> no, really. I mean, I've, you, I've seen you guys play in in multi, you know, in, in different bands. You know, Mark's also in uh, Sex Sonic Plates. Uh, as we said, Gabe was also in the Benz, and then John's, you know, in the John Dueling band as well. So I've seen you guys play, and I, I've Shane always, Dueling, yeah, <laughs> the, <laughs> that's not what he calls it. All the all the families <laughs> yeah. are just the name, then band. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I've, I've always enjoyed you know watching you guys play, and especially the trauma parlor, like. You know, I, I, it's never been something where, like, I'm blowing smoke up your ass. Like, I genuinely love your music. You guys are fucking awesome musicians. And that's why Steve and I were so grateful that you guys kind of in, inadvertently get to be a part of the podcast. Because it fucking, you know, you hear that song, and, man, it just kicks off every single episode. Thanks, so. man. No, I, I know you like it. Yeah. It's, it's in two of your fangs. Yeah, I know. It's also, <laughs> so they're also the theme music for CIC Powerbox. Our, yeah. our viral video, uh, we, they were kind I've, of... I've, like, randomly seen that on my feed, and yeah. I was just like... Fuck yeah. Yeah, it's awesome, man. We have like over uh, like 11 million views on that video, and, yeah. and they, their song plays throughout it. It's, it is just a fucking kick-ass song. Fast Thanks, one. I fucking Thanks. love that one. So thank you guys so much for that. Again, thank you for being here. Thanks yeah. for being such Thanks good sports. Us. Thanks for using the and song. What do, you, what do you think, Steve? Do you think we should uh, get into the gauntlet here? Mike, are they prepared? Yeah. Oh, my God. Steve is on such a delay. This is going to be mm. real fun to edit later. Holy so. fuck. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. Mike. Mike, do you know what this means? You need to drive the bus, kid. Take the steering wheel, grab some confidence, and, ju- and just jump in the pool because it's got to be you. It's got to be you. All right, I can do it. I think, I think I, the bol- Boulevard is giving me strength. So without further ado, er, <laughs> there we go. Without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, here's the motherfucking gauntlet. All right, so we're once again back with Trauma Parlor. We're going to get right into the gauntlet here. Uh, so, like we said, we're going to have to kind of modify this a bit, you know, just as we go. But, uh, you know, basically, I, I know you guys can give us some sex, drugs, and rock and roll. I mean, I, I'm confident in that. So if we have to sk- skip a question or two, that's fine. But if anything sparks, and maybe it's not, you know, exactly, you know, you know, doesn't relate to that specific question, but maybe sparks a different thing in your mind, just sure, uh, just yeah. jump in. So, yeah. so question number one would be pet peeves and misconceptions. So usually it's from a bartender point of view, but I imagine playing music in a bar, there's definitely some pet peeves that you have, maybe some misconceptions that people have about, you know, what it takes to do what you guys do. Well, uh, there's inevitably somebody that's going to yell free bird. At oh, every I'm show. usually that guy yeah, too. Yeah, <laughs> usually that dickhead. Um, 
it's fine. It's expected. But it's just the drunk asshole that keeps yelling it after every song. Yeah. It gets a little bit annoying. They ever play it just to fuck with them? Just to you know, I've them. always wanted to just start the song. Yeah. And just fucking go into it. And then, like, when the lyrics come in, we just shut down and be like, go fuck yourself. <laughs> I love it. I, love I saw it. somebody just three-click right into the heart of the solo. And it was fucking epic. It was yeah. just one, two, three. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah. You can't give them it. too much though, because then they're gonna expect it all yeah, the time. Exactly. It's probably why it's and I, so we started doing it in a group by another group I met. We we were just like, let's just learn the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. Let's just clap. Just to like just just be kind of ten minutes. Minutes. And so we, we like you know, we like it mastered Freebird. You know, it was like <laughs> it was like a, every Wednesday night, get some beer and work on Freebird, you know. Yeah. That's <laughs> great. I always loved the uh some of the covers that you your band did too. You guys did uh what was uh R. Kelly song? Oh, Ignition. Uh, what was it? Ignition. Oh, that's right. Ignition. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I just I had to throw that uh, in there. Was that Shane? You're really trying to get us canceled, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> I know, that was great. But yeah, I, I, I really do I really do love yelling Freebird. Uh, I was actually at uh, Dell Fest and Del McCurry, that sweet old man, is up on stage and they kind of played some songs. He's like, well, are there any requests out there? And I, it just gets dead silent for a second. So, of course... Freebird! And then he started playing a fish cover and I left. Of so. Well, it's, it's like Mark said, it backfired on us because, like, so we go through, like, the couple months of, after, you know, after hours, Freebird sessions, working on it, get it super polished. So we go to the gig. It's like, we know the next gig someone's going to say it. So someone yells Freebird. We just, like, dropped everything. Uh, you know, 11 out of 10 gassed through Freebird. And, uh, but this was like a gag. I was like, well, we won't do this very often. So, like, you maybe shut the rest of the night up. No more Freebird. Oh, wow. But then people come back. Yeah. They remember the Freebird. And so then oh. the Freebird uptick request was through the roof. Oh, every show. So we had to, like, Did you ever get it twice the same night? Oh, yeah. It just it was like, they were like, so you play it. And that's what we thought. So we play it. We're like looking at each other like, man, we kind of Okay, that's that over. Dude. Yeah. And then the guy was played again. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> I haven't gotten that one. Jesus, that's great. I love that. Uh, one, of my, one of my biggest pet peeves, which you guys might run into, is that um, playing shows like we do, where there's like maybe some other bands on the bill, or we do a lot of uh, like hosting jams around town, you know, where people come and they get up and do a few songs. Mm-hmm. Always having my bass rig on stage, and I'm not like a diva by any means. Uh, my like, I put oh. my own drinks on my own stuff. Mm-hmm. When other people put their drinks on my stuff, yeah. it just drives me insane. Oh, like on your equipment and everything. Right, right. And it, most people are pretty respectful. And some people, they literally, like, they, you could tell they're not doing it intentionally. They just right. have, they don't even think about it. Because yeah. they see a drink there. Yeah. Everybody and, does yeah. it at pra- at their own practice. Right, They set right. their, their beer on their amp or whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, But yeah, Wait. you're sitting on the edge of your seat all night. Like, when are they going to right. spill exactly. that? Well, a couple, a couple weeks Wait. ago, I was Wait, in Kansas City. Wait, 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 wait. How how does the guy who loves other people's beers <laughs> not love other people's beers that they are literally setting down in front of you like you're some Greek god that they're feeding grapes, dude? You should That's just pick you them just right pick up, up and start drinking them. No, no, he means he means when we he means when we do open mic nights and uh, and his his base rig is like the, the house rig. So then, when other people get oh, jump shit. up there and play, other musicians, other yeah. musicians yeah. jump up and play yeah. out of his rig. They set their shit. Right, but you going oh, I got you. Yeah, I got yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Power moves, slamming their beer while they're playing. Pre-COVID, I would have done that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think <laughs> if they're like in mid-song playing, and you just went up behind them and just started chugging it, it's <laughs> like it's my amp, dude. It is, yeah. my, my amp, my amp, beer. My beer. <laughs> uh, I, <laughs> yeah, I ran into a couple weeks ago uh, a flute 
what do you call a flutist? A flautist. flautist? Yeah. I was at the Kansas City. They have a legendary Sunday jam. It's every Sunday from like one to six, and occasionally I'm the, the host bass player. Uh, very infrequently, but I was recently, and there's this flautist player, and she comes up, and I have a you know a big flight case in my bass cab, and then my amplifier on top. And the amplifier really is the only part that really matters. Yeah. And the amplifier is like, you know, the size of a book, super tiny. I've got all this other real estate to set a beer on. Mm-hmm. And she comes up with a, her flute and she has a, just a full to the brim, you know, logger or something. Pine class. And she just sets it just right on top of my amp. Oh, Like, God. missed the whole other real estate. And I was, I just lost it and I like ran up there, I like took it off my amp. I was like, you know, I mean, all right, folks, once again, not, not only is Trommel Parlor being great sports about this, but so are you guys. We, it is literally pouring down rain here in Kansas. It's pouring down rain in Maryland. Uh, so we, we had a little bit of audio trouble here. Uh, I don't, we'll see how this all turns out. Honestly, I think the, the lightning and everything is very fitting for Trommel Parlor, so I'm digging it. Uh, but anyway, we just, uh, just kind of got cut up. But anyway, so the flautist, right, she left her drink once on your you know, amp, which is, you know, it's like, okay, you need to move this, you know, you're cordial about it, but then... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very not okay. Right on top of the amp, so, long story short, uh, she does it again, so I, I remove her drink, and then, I don't know how she, like, had a second drink somewhere hidden on top. She never <laughs> left the stage, but she produces a new full drink. It was in her flute. <laughs> and I'd already removed the first one back on the amp. I don't know if it was to spite me, mm-hmm. or she, like, was literally just does not, was not thinking about what's going on. Jesus. I've always heard flattest players are very mean. And now I'm, now I'm biased. Yeah. It's all side oh, of terrible. But, uh, so the, the second one goes up. I kind of really lose it. First time I was kind of joking around, but now I'm really losing it. So I go up there, and uh, to your point, I did drink for a drink, but I was too scared to drink it on stage. Yeah. And plus, <laughs> she's like right in the middle of a flute solo, so it's like, I yeah. decided to get the hell out of there. <laughs> well, that's great. All right. Um, yeah, that was great. Uh, great, uh, great pet peeves, great misconceptions. I really enjoy that. So, um... I guess, uh, you know, the next number two may not pertain too much. It was best and worst tips. And it it will... totally okay, pertains cool. to us. Okay. All right. We'll take it, take it away. Again. There are oh, so boy. many gigs that you travel four hours oh, yeah, for, yeah, yeah, set yeah, up, yeah, yeah. play an hour and a half, and make $13, yeah. and then drive <laughs> yeah, home. Yeah. This most shameful drive home. We make, yeah, we make a we make a percentage off the door. Sometimes. Sometimes. It depends on where you play, but, yeah, you're lucky to make... I don't know, 50, 60 bucks. Can I sneak in, fellas? I got to ask something. I got to ask you here. You know, my favorite podcast is the Dan Levitard show. Always has been. It's what made me fall in love with with this medium. That's the sports guy? Yeah, yeah. He loves to to have comedians on, and he always asks them the same questions. Tell me about early in your career – the saddest show you played, and it's always like it's always like some show where the promoter promised them a hundred bucks, and even that was a lot. And then they show up, and it's actually ten dollars, and nobody's there, and it's a strip club in Alaska yeah. somewhere, and it's just sad, you know. So I assume there has to be some great stories where you guys just trekked somewhere for what I mean, turned out to be bullshit. I mean, they're sad stories. <laughs> we don't bring everybody down. We right usually now. try to drink them away. So yeah, it's hard to remember the best ones. Yeah, we just get tanked at those shows. That's, remember that's what happens. Remember, this is the Bartender Rant podcast, man. That was that really a lot of the, the listeners are here to drown us. their sorrows. Yeah, mm-hmm. the bartender saved us because they're like, "Hey, sorry, man. Literally nobody showed up. Let me get you fucked up yeah, so you can drive home." Yeah, that's that's often the case. And, and, 
And that's what's beautiful about it too, is because you're like working alongside the, mm-hmm. the servers and everybody. You yeah. Know, so the the only uh, people that are sadder than y'all are, are that bartender that has to work there six days a week and and not have anybody come in. He was right. probably think, fingers crossed. We got a live band tonight. I'm hoping somebody tips me. You know. Right. Yeah, right. Well, exactly. and if anything, at least they got to listen to some good music. You know, free music for them. So. Hell yeah. But. Yeah. Um. I don't know. Like once in a while, I. I I never think to put out an actual tip jar, though, you know. But we did, when I was in Sextonic Plates, we did put it out. We remembered and, and uh, found a $100 bill in there. Oh, wow. Point. So nice. that was that was pretty solid. Very cool. Uh, that's that's the best. I don't know about worse. I do, That'll I, change it, your life. That'll change your night, for sure. Yeah, big time, big time. Um, I do know, like, I always try to tip really well. And uh, one of my buddies was bartending one night. And instead of writing something on the tip line, I left it blank because I was paying in cash when I paid out, when I tabbed out with my card at the mm-hmm. end of the night. And he turns to me, he's like, what the fuck, Mark? <laughs> like, what the fuck is wrong with you? And just like, Nick fucking digs his heels into me. And it's just like record scratch and everybody's staring. And just like, dude, I, I pointed at the jars like, dude, I, 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 I paid cash. But, so you since write, then, you have to write cash. Yeah, I, since then I wrote cash. Yeah, yeah thank you. Yeah. That way you don't even have to tip. Right. <laughs> yeah. See, that's a DIY well, hack we don't want to teach the people. Okay. All right? yeah, 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 yeah. All right. For Mike, for Mike and I, that is not one that's going to help us. <laughs> that's like that's like that uh, you know walking in and playing the thirteen dollars show, but. Um. Uh, so, uh, you know, uh, the next one also is something that, you know, is, is typically more centered around bartenders. But, you know, uh, ah. number, number three is worse drink orders. Now, here's here's a potential spin on this. Every now and then, you know, I like to bar, buy, like, somebody who's doing stand-up or somebody, you know, a band. I like to buy them a round of drinks. Oh, sure, sure. Has anybody yeah. ever bought you, like, oh, a yeah. shitty round of drinks? That's, that's Garbage. You get away with not getting paid very much. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because the booze is free. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, sometimes it is. But nobody ever brought, like, a tray of Cosmos up to the stage or anything. Oh, no. Um, I mean, we get a lot of Vegas bombs and shit like a that. A lot of just, like... Warm whiskey, like warm the warmest, whiskey. like almost yeah. like microwave, hot whiskey, <laughs> like they microwave it. They Scalding hot vodka, yeah. they're, they're they're dumping well whiskey into it. <laughs> the worst, the worst drink that I think I've ever seen somebody almost drink was when you opened or you played with one of oh, our bands. Fuck, we were at McCarthy's here in Pittsburgh. Dinosaurs, I forgot and about this. Everybody was shit tanked. It was after some like local event. Even the bartender was in his underwear for like the majority yeah. of the night. Yeah, <laughs> like when we got yeah. there. Yeah. He was yeah. hammered when we got Steve, there. Steve, did you moonlight in Pittsburgh before yeah, I knew I think you? it was Steve. I was so blacked out on rumple mints this weekend, I might have. <laughs> oh, that was you, you fucking asshole. <laughs> and, and this guy takes the bar mat, the oh. thing you pour the drinks on, empties that. Onto poured me a mat shot. Oh, yeah, because because I not asked, from the good side, from the nah, bad from the side. Shitty like, side. Like the good side's like on the bartender side, where uh-huh. it's like it's just drink leftovers. The other but, side's like slobber. Oh, yeah, absolutely <laughs> everything. That's I get up. it from his point of view. Like they, he was trying to get out of there. He was fucking sloshed before we got there, so I'm sure he was feeling it, getting the spins and shit. But like, I just asked for a shot before we left, and he's like, "Oh yeah, no problem." Pours Did me a you drink shot. it? I wasn't paying attention. Oh, Gabe no. leans over and he's like, "Dude, don't drink that." He poured the 
thing in there. And then I mimed like I was about to drink it, like, oh, hey, cheers, man. Yeah. And then I threw it at him. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, man. Uh, and then we left. Now, just I forgot the, about that. Thank just you. the liquor, though, right? Not the actual shot glass. Uh, I think just the liquor. Yeah. But even even so, I believe the shot glass was plastic. Yeah, so that's fuck him. I don't yeah, care. that's that's not yeah. cool. That's pretty I, fucked I up. I did have somebody here locally. Uh, I asked for an Irish car bomb. Yeah. The girl was new to bartending, and so she just was reading it on her phone, <laughs> yeah. making it, and just mixed it all oh. together. And just made like a concrete, like handed a, handed me a shake basically, and and then we told her that's not how you do it. And so she made us the right ones, but then we still drink the concrete. Yeah, yeah of course. course. It's waste booze. <laughs> that was the same way. I went to a strip club one time, asked for a double whiskey Coke. I got a double whiskey tequila. Ooh. <laughs> now I drank Yikes. it. <laughs> How was that? Yikes. It was fucking awful. But I, I, I got it for free because I complained before I drank it. She yeah. was going to toss it. But how, I do you, how do you mix? Do that? I know. They look exactly. It was a very dim lit strip club. <laughs> now here's the here's the kicker. I went back, same fucking thing. Yeah. No yeah. way. Yes. Yes. They, they must have their bottles labeled wrong. They probably oh. pour, you know, they buy the big bottles, mm-hmm. the and handles, then and then pour it into yeah. it. Yeah. And somebody it's either up. that, oh. it's either that, or uh-huh. they just don't really have a knack for hiring very attractive strippers. So the bartenders are taught, guess what? Our house drink is yeah. a double whiskey and tequila. Yeah. <laughs> these ladies need to clean up too, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That very well might be the case. Yeah, it was bad. I played a show like two years ago, and I did this little round of shows with another group, but it was through, it went up to North Dakota and back. Mm-hmm. We stopped in, uh, I think it was Iowa. Some, it was actually like a pretty good gig, but it's like this middle of nowhere, small town Iowa. And so we roll into town, and uh, there's only one place open, and they actually have a bar. So we're like, okay, you know, we're like five hours. We drove in from six hours away. Yeah. So we go through the bar, and the gal behind the bar is like, I mean, gotta be like 13, 14, you know, she's the bartender. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah, I, yeah, I mean, it's outrageous. Fuck? And so she's, and of course, there's like two other people in the bar. It's like dirt floors, basically. I mean, it is just a step back in time. And <laughs> they have, she has the liquor bottles, which are covered in dust. They're all numbered with like, like, you no know, neon stickers. Just like one through twenty or whatever. Oh my god! And so I go up, and all the guys in the band, we almost always drink Bush Light, and so everyone orders a Bush Light. And sure enough, she opens the four hands to it, and I was like, "Really, I'm kind of a gin man." So I was like, oh, "I'd take a gin and tonic." Mm-hmm. And she looks me dead in the eye. What number? And she goes, "I don't know if we have any gin." Oh, okay, I'm, I'm sorry. So I'm looking at it, right? So yeah. I say, "Oh, I said I don't mean to be." Like a big city guy came. I was like, but it's number seven. <laughs> big city guy. <laughs> <laughs> fucking gym. Yeah, no, I kid you not. It's a hundred percent true story. Um, she goes, okay. She goes, okay. Well, what's in it? Jim <laughs> uh, and so I, thought, I thought maybe she was messing with me. And Mike, I quit just, laughing. She's fourteen, bro. Come on. Yeah, I, <laughs> all right. And then it, it just—it washed over me. I was like, this per this is not, you know. So I was like, it's just gin, and then if you have tonic water inside, to tonic water. Bless her heart. It's number thirty-seven over there. She slung it, and I She's... drank it, and we both probably we both drank the current probably. <laughs> yeah, probably. Probably. Jesus, Jesus. God damn it! It's, it's, it's like when you go to a restaurant where. Uh, the people don't speak English very well, so every item on the menu is numbered. Yeah. And instead of explaining, you're just like, I'll take number It was just 17. like that. Mm, yeah. 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 That's pretty, I'll take it number 13 to 43 and oh, throw yeah, it in. That makes sense. <laughs> That's absolutely absurd. <laughs> That's pretty great. 
Um, well, yeah, so, I mean, that, that kind of leads us into our next one, which is um, number four, because this, this bar made a huge mistake by hiring, you know, somebody who didn't even know how to mix a gin and tonic, obviously. Oh, they didn't hire her. Hold on, hold on. They didn't hire her, okay? That was the owner's daughter. And the, owner, yeah. Yeah. The, owner was, the owner was drunk and he shed somewhere, okay? Daughter, was... daughter or potentially, like, wife, too. Oh, yeah. God. Oh, God. North Dakota's going to hate us. So, uh, ultimate mistakes and fuck-ups. So this is, uh, you know, I feel like uh, this could be something maybe you guys, you know, happened to you guys Ooh, when you yeah. went to play a show. Or maybe it's something that somebody that in the crowd. Who got made. drunk and fell over in the middle of a song. All right, sure. somebody admit it. Mark probably uh, has to lead this one off. I probably do. Uh, this one makes my fucking stomach turn. <laughs> we played Memorial Auditorium for the Big Bang Rock Fest here in Pittsburgh. You remember that? And it was raining like it, like it is tonight. So, like, maybe six ten people show oh, wow. up a memorial auditorium is pretty big to yeah. a fucking auditorium yeah. which we were excited to play the stage mm-hmm. you know so at one point we're playing the song cyber children and i'm i'm thank you <laughs> i uh the monitor i didn't check it well enough so at some point i'm playing to the echo of the stadium so I'm a, a second behind oh. through through the next half of the song. <laughs> that's and what happened there. That's what happened. <laughs> yeah, no, I thought you were being like weird, cool. No, no, I played I it off that it way. Cool. No, I'm He's trying something new way. tonight. He's an yeah. experimental guy. Yeah, yeah. fuck these no, guys. No, I up. always any fuck ups I have on stage, I always play it off like like that. Like, no, I'm just fucking around. No. <laughs> that's great. Uh, no, no, that's what happened that night. And Gabe and I, like, we dug our heels in, like, musically. Like, we looked at each other and we're like, we're right. Yeah. So we just kept playing. <laughs> the rhythm section's always right. Well, so, that, we dug our heels in because we thought you were just being, you know, weird. Stupid. Yeah. <laughs> but we were just, like, giving each other the look like, like he's going to happen. He's going to come back. He's going to come back, right? Never but, did. <laughs> never fucking did. Never did. Awesome. I maybe got the last note. So then I still, like, you know, played it off. <laughs> yeah, that was probably my worst fuck up. Some avant-garde kind of shit. Yeah. He just reminded me of, I can't, maybe you guys can help me out, but I'm thinking of my worst fuck up with you guys, and I probably never even told you this. I was kind of embarrassed, I think, but uh, we, were, we were playing at some club in Arkansas, and I can't think of which which one it would have been. But it was a, I, I don't remember, um, it was in the wintertime in February in Arkansas, and we played this little club, and there were like three or four other bands, all pretty heavy, and we were playing last, I think, and the band, they had a house bass rig, and the band before us is very typical as like an Ampeg 810, you know, what you always see on stage. Yeah. And uh, the guy was like, you can use my cab, but I don't want you to use my amp. I was like, no problem. I can prepare it. I like my own amp better anyways. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, it's between set changes. And I go to, you know, I'm not sure if anyone's familiar with speak on cables, but the cable that attaches the amplifier to the speaker. Mm-hmm. And they're big, heavy duty cables. And so I go to... Uh, unplug or plug my cable into his cab to put my head on and anyways there's all the plastic housing on the back of his base cab just disintegrates and everything like it's you know it's like a eight by eight inch hole now where it's all used to be plastic but it was all brittle and i right when i plug the cable in all of it just broke away oh nothing. my god uh, dude. and so all that's left is like the, the the cables plugged in which is hanging by like soldered wires <laughs> Shit. And, and i was just like I immediately was mad at the guy. I was like, this, <laughs> you fucking knew. I was like, this guy you put me in this situation, and now what am I going to do? 
And so it's behind the amp, nobody can see it, so I just rolled with it, and we had a killer like killer set, and I was so amped from the set, I totally forgot about it. Yeah. And so I just took off, and I thought it was the next day. <laughs> that's that's terrible. terrible. I'm sure that guy got this cab that next that's day that night and was like, what? Are you kidding me? Did you pour a drink on it, too, as you walked away? Yeah, I just yeah. Like, lit, lit it on fire, but I'm usually pretty respectful, but I just had too much fun, so that was probably my worst fuck-ups than you guys. I, I don't... I don't really have a good one with Trauma Parlor that I can think of, but there was one where we went, Mark and I went down and played um, Bikes, Blues, and Barbecue in Arkansas. Mm-hmm. But you were with Sextonic oh, Plates, I was with yeah, the Bins, yeah, we yeah, rode yeah, down yeah. the bus Fayetteville. together. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and the bus came back without us. And, and, oh my God. And I, uh, I stayed back with the crew, and my band was just shit tanked, like completely blitzed. And, but we did have a sober driver, and he was driving us home. But we had too many people, so I ended up getting in the trunk of the car. Yeah, I've been there and, before. Hold on, a random car? No, this was this was our buddy's car. But, oh, okay, uh, okay, okay. So I was in. It was, I was the Sprinter van. I was good up to here. Shithole bus. That so I drive. I I jump in the back of this car, and we're driving. We have to stop at a gas station, and I, they we stop at the gas station. He opens up the trunk, and there's a golf club next to me. And my buddy grabs the golf club, and as I get out, he pretends to like hit me with the <laughs> golf club. And so I get back in, and they shut the door, and we take off. <laughs> the gas attendant, the gas attendant saw, called oh, the cops. <laughs> five miles down the highway, five miles down the highway, we meet seven seven police officers. <laughs> Luckily, yes. somebody was smoking a cigarette in the front seat that I couldn't breathe in the in the trunk because it was steaming through the back. Uh, yeah, so I, yeah. we stopped. I jumped into the front. And then two miles later, we oh, get pulled wow. over by like seven cops. Yeah. And they're like, open your fucking trunk. And we're like, nobody's there. And, <laughs> Ta-da. We it back in the ditch. Everybody was just. David Blaine pops yeah. out. Yeah. Every, everybody was so shit faced by this time that we were all just like, what? We don't even know why we're getting pulled over. Mm-hmm. They're talking to the sober guy. He obviously understands. But then there was one dude who had a warrant for his arrest. And he ended up getting taken away from oh, us. Oh, shit. They got taken from us in Arkansas down to where his warrant was. Or they held him in Arkansas so somebody in Texas could come get him. Oh, wow. Shit. What was, the, huh? what was the warrant out for? Did they tell you? Murder. Oh! <laughs> no! Okay. <laughs> He's <so laughs> I don't listen. Hold on. I really wish it was for kidnapping somebody in their trunk. Like, if this guy was like a seasoned vet at this, like, he's got warts all over the country for golf clubbing people in the head. Same shit. Yeah, putting them in their trunk. Exactly. He needed to go. (laughs) And just so you people who don't know, if you're not from the Midwest, Fayetteville to Pittsburgh, Kansas is a two hour plus drive. Yeah. So, I mean, you were committing to something. Yeah, not not Trump friendly. No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. I got to jump in here, really quick because you yeah. have just sparked uh the memory that's what mike and i love about this pod is as we do it we tell stories and then we think we've run out of material and then we have somebody on and they say something like that story and it just brings a memory back that i thought i you know i i, I totally forgot about about a, two years ago i would say right before the pandemic happened mike comes to visit uh baltimore all right and we decide hey guys Mike's in town. What does Mike love more than anything? Let's go to the strip club. This will be fun, you know. <laughs> that it wasn't even my fucking idea. I didn't even want I to know. go with that. Guy. I know, so I know, you. but it's such it's such like part of his brand that we're like we're taking him there. You know what I mean? Yeah, they just and, use me as a scapegoat to get to go to the fucking. Basically, strip club basically, and sure. so 
And so uh, uh, we have too many people for the little Honda Civic that were in similar situations. Somebody's got to ride in the trunk. So Mike's already verging on a blackout because I was on I was in rear form that he's night, in yeah. from out of town we're pumping him filled with Jameson and he is chain smoking cigarettes like a motherfucker he's lighting the next one up like you see like like you see like lighting one off the other oh, <laughs> and so no and so we go we go listen somebody's got to hop in the trunk and this kid I swear to god between puffs goes I'll fucking do it <laughs> with a full fresh cigarette okay and he just keeps smoking it, and we Dude. close the trunk on him. And I look at the uh, our buddy driving. I'm like, "Are you sure we should do this?" And he goes, Nick, he's yeah. just laughing and laughing and laughing. He hops in the front seat. He goes, "We're only going like five minutes down the road." We drive, and the whole time the smoke is starting to come through the back seat, <laughs> and we're we're just thinking like, "This kid is hot boxing this trunk with a cigarette." <laughs> I have never, I can't believe I'm saying this. I have never seen a human being so graceful in my life other than like a figure skater. When I opened that trunk, he like molly whopped out onto the ground, cigarettes still in tow. He's <laughs> puffing and he just walked right by all of us, right into the penthouse. And I'm like, it's <laughs> yeah, amazing. This is I've amazing. done this before. Yeah. The, the thing is, man, I remember that really vividly because when we were walking up to the car, there was a restaurant with outdoor seating. And there were all these people eating and having a good time. And I just remember walking up drunk as shit, and I'm just like, look at all these fucking assholes eating and shit. And, like, <laughs> then we kind of got this weird back and forth with the crowd, and then they all watched me get into a trunk. And with a cigarette. <laughs> 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 Unbelievable. So, yeah. So, I feel like, uh, yeah, smoking in a closed space could kind of be a health code violation. So, that brings us into uh, question number five, uh, health code violations. Have you guys ever seen any gross shit, you know, uh... You know, in some of the bars that you've Or commit any atrocities. Or, yeah. I, uh, Protect the innocent and the guilty, my yeah. friend. Protect just, the innocent I'll, and the guilty. Oh, yeah. sure. No, I was just going to say, uh, I've definitely seen some cockroaches crawling out of the bar cracks, you mm. know, but uh, that's pretty standard with downtown buildings and mm. shit. So, like, I don't know. What do you got, Gabe? Uh, well, so I, I have, like, my, my pre-show poop ritual. But, you know, yeah. you got to kind of get yeah. the nerves out. Yeah before every show mm -hmm. one time i did it at a venue uh and somebody walked in so i tried to do a courtesy flush oh. and my courtesy flush somehow clogged it oh. <laughs> to the point where it, you were still on the toilet i was still on the toilet <laughs> to the point where the water comes up touches my ass oh, and God. overflows onto the ground <laughs> So you caused this violation. Well, I, I, don't, I don't think I'm responsible for the plumbing. I mean, uh, it was a courtesy yeah, sure. <laughs> How, How'd you play that night, shitty? <laughs> yeah. yeah, actually, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Shit, shit it's hard to socks. come back from that, yeah. I shit my socks. <laughs> I shit my socks. <laughs> um, I've weird. also been, I can't remember the place, doesn't matter. But uh, we went to, a, uh, we played at a bar that had its green room that was down in a basement. Smoke-covered sheetrock and just really dingy, like, big open room, shitty couches and fluorescent lighting, like, really kind of creepy. But the creepiest part was this off, this, this room off to the side that where this dirty twin-sized mattress oh. was with an old box TV and a bunch and a VHS player nope. on the top. Nope. This is the green nope. room. Yes, uh -huh. this was the green room nope. where nope. the band's supposed to chill out. <laughs> don't like I that. Was like, I don't feel chill in here, guys. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we're good on the patio. It puts the lotion yeah. on its skin. Yeah, yeah, it was really <laughs> creepy. Um, it feels like the green room would be more appropriately called the rape room, but that's uh, maybe just me. 
Did you happen to check out and see what VHSs they had? Oh, it was shit like it was good. It was like Back to the Future, yeah. like Terminator, and shit. <laughs> like it was they, were they, it was it was innocent to to be fair. Were, it was were, just very off putting. Did they have time. like a sheet on the bed, or was it just like a, a, a bare mattress? Ah, I can't remember. Probably in, in my mattress. recollection, that's it was how, a bare, that's how I dirty see it, mattress. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I could I could just my my mind's view of it now is just the lights are flickering. <laughs> and yeah, fucking exactly. the room is actually green. You know? <laughs> Real creepy shit. Yeah, yeah, I dig it. I think my worst one was there's we used to frequently play at this club I probably shouldn't name over in eastern Oklahoma, and they would let you stay. They had they had like a series of FEMA trailers, like old used mm-hmm. FEMA trailers behind the club, and if you were like a traveling band, they would like let you stay in the FEMA trailer. And so we, the first time we ever did this, uh, we're like, cool. There's an email, you know, so you can stay on the on the on the premises, you mm-hmm. know. And so we go for so, Yeah, that is that is super convenient. We're like, right, yeah, because yeah. like, you not know, not the paper hotel room, yeah. you know, all good. Yeah, that's awesome. So we're like, you know, no worries, you trailer, whatever, you know, good enough for emergencies, good enough for us for seven hours. And anyways, we go get on there. Of course, we don't check out the FEMA trailer before the gig. We play the gig, gigs till like 2 a.m. So we're like, oh, yeah, great, where's the FEMA trailer? So the guy is walking his back, and he's like, well, all of them are totally trashed, but one. There's Ugh. one that's actually livable. And our they have like they have a groundskeeper for some reason a guy who like is the groundskeeper doesn't the clean the know. trailers after they get trash. And yeah. he's like his name is Juan. This is beginning English, and he lives in the this is his home. Oh, and he's shit. like so on Saturday nights, uh, he moves out of this like the master theme of bedroom. <laughs> called the, the ma- There's like multiple bedrooms. Uh-huh. He moves out of the master like into some closet. And then, <laughs> And then the bands get to stay the in the fuck? food trailer. So, but he's in the closet while you're staying there? Yeah. There's like, there was one walk. <laughs> no. Yeah, and he lives in the closet. And so, uh, the thing was. <laughs> that is absurd. I know. I heard, absolutely absurd. Guys, guys, I've heard that Juan likes to poop in other people's socks. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this was like a legal thing or was he just a squatter? I didn't ask any any questions. You know, you're just like just trying to you're just trying to get through to the end of the night. Yeah, yeah. You just, you so, just shut the closet door when you see him. Well, long story short, so uh, they they forgot that they they've been telling Juan when the bands are because not every band stays. It's like maybe once a month the band yeah. will stay. Yeah, especially after you hear that story. Right, <laughs> like, right. you know what? It sounded nice, but Juan can keep the bedroom tonight. So yeah. no way, or so, Juan. So they forget to tell Juan tonight that the band's staying, and so Juan is like. Out, he's out of it. He's passed out in the FEMA trailer. He's gone to bed. You know, it's like yeah. three in the morning yeah. now, and so they have to go shake Juan out. Oh my god! Oh no! And uh, and of course we just feel awful. But there's yeah. like at this point, it's too late to go to a hotel. There's yeah. nothing around. It's yeah. kind of out in the boonies. You know, it's yeah. like a bigger outdoor club thing. And so we're like, gotta go. Juan's gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Juan. And so yeah, he totally just disappeared. Uh, I didn't see him the whole time. He so just, he didn't go, but he did he stay in the house? What, he's, uh, he sleeps upside down in the closet. <laughs> he, he slept in the FEMA trailer, but I With never saw guys. him. Like, he, like, they went and knocked on the door, woke him up, said this band's coming in. He was he's like, so... pissed. Uh, and then so he moves, and when we, when we go in, we never saw him once. That is so creepy. I'm telling you, just knowing moment. that there's this strange man sleeping somewhere in the home with you. Yeah, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, my money, it's a Cape Fear situation. He walked <laughs> right out that FEMA trailer, got right <laughs> under that FEMA trailer, and he you know, just, like just like Robert De Niro with a wig on is just laying under there waiting for you to fall asleep, you know? Oh, man. I often think about one. Oh, one. <laughs> All right, so that, I think that wraps up health code violations. So, uh, or no, was that? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. All right, Close so enough. 
Well, you know what? That's a perfect segue because that's a fucking ratchet situation. So our, our next category is ratcheting crazy customers, or in this case, uh, you know, fans, you know, music listeners. Oh, um, I imagine you guys. Are and, and keep in mind, too, we have fights, arrests, and fires next, too. So I think really what right. I want to understand from this particular category is, you know, what is the best pair of tits that somebody has take, taken out at one of your shows? Because yeah, I guess we also have memorable <laughs> customers, too. So I mean, memorable. You know, it, doesn't memorable. Have, it doesn't have to be a bad, you know, a bad memory. It can For be something sure. that just really left a big impact on you. For sure. Um... <clears throat> When I was in Sextonic Plates, we had these this couple that really dug our music. They came to our first show, and they were, you know, really flattering, just, like, really into us and everything. They they came to a few more shows, and they just got creepier and creepier, mm. like, like wide-eyed kind of, like... You know, have you guys seen uh, the Tenacious D series? You know, yeah. Lee, the, the stab, you know, the creepy uh, yeah. super fan, you know? That's, that's what these guys seem like. <laughs> And then later, um, we got sent a mug shot by one of the other band members oh God. from both of them. <laughs> oh, God. And... Uh, Couple fuck. arrested in band member... No, no, fuck, no. no. Couple Actually found worse. on the side of Highway 29 with seven band members. Body found in trunk. Actually yeah. worse. Um, I don't want to... I can't remember exactly. It was definitely like a child abuse. Oh, yeah. Ooh. Shit. Maybe molestation. Oh, that's right. Kind of shit. And, of course, my first selfish thought was, those motherfuckers like our music? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I thought your first thought was going to be, did they abuse those kids to our music? Because that oh, would be God. even worse. It's like, no, tra- drama parlor. That's what we called the uh, the kids' room. Yeah. Oh, God. No, no, no. no, no. The nursery. Oh, Michael, <laughs> Jesus. Drama parlor, Jesus. Not for molesting. No. Oh, my God. God damn it. Right, drama parlor think... can mean whatever you want to. And I just want to state for the record, that's Michael's meaning for it. <laughs> not right. ours. We do right not condone this. Right when I think this. you can't take it too far. <laughs> oh my god! Oh man, there was a there was a venue that we used to always play in um, Missouri that had a couple who were very nice, kind of a middle aged couple, um, who after about the third time we played there, they almost like begging us to stay with them, like after the show, like, hey, please, yeah. we have so much room, you got to do it. That it felt kind of like a cuck situation. Like oh, it felt like we were trying gosh. to get like, yeah. And there was like, they're like, hey, you don't want to sleep in this room, sir. Oh, so you did go and stay. Room. You did go and stay with them. We would literally like stay with them. We have this room. Just... We call it the trauma party. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but this... God damn it, we're gonna have to change our fucking name. <laughs> <I'm so sorry>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that was the weirdest. Just that feeling of is your wife trying to. <laughs> so you didn't, you didn't, you didn't see it through. Then you didn't follow through. I didn't, but I can't, I can't speak for. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, shit! All right, well, John, do you, do you have anything that you want to add to ratcheting crazy or memorable customers? Leave it at that. Now leave it at that. All right, <laughs> sounds good. All right, we'll move right to our next. Put category, a bow on this one. Which is fights, arrests, and fires. Now. I've got to imagine you guys have seen some, like, have any fights ever broke out in the middle of one of your sets or something? And then my question is, if it did, did you stop playing or did you play it in harder as the theme music for the fight? 
Uh, well, we probably never stopped playing unless they like hit, like tipped a microphone stand over or some yeah. shit. Or, like, We've been lucky. There's nothing during. I don't think so. Yeah, plenty no. after. Uh, <laughs> yeah, which might say something good for our music. Like, yep. Maybe it's vibing enough. Nobody's fighting there or you whatever. Go. But or um, maybe maybe we need to play harder. Maybe we do. I don't know. Maybe I, we're fucking up. Like I do feel like if I if I was a musician and I was playing at a bar and somebody got in a fight, I just feel like I just want to. I just really want to do them justice. Yeah, like, I love yeah. watching that. If I could just give them it some probably theme music. fuel us. Yeah. I mean, the audience fuels you anyway as yeah, a musician. Absolutely. Like you yeah. build off of it. Yeah. Shittiest nights happen when when there's the less of an audience. Yeah. What's that? Steve? I got it. I got to tell you guys, you know, that, like I said, this weekend, uh, the past weekend, I went to Morgantown. There's a famous bar there called Joe Mama's. Big stage, always have live music all throughout the weekend, and usually generally speaking their bands are great they have some real cool bands um uh go go gadget is one that uh, plays there a lot um code red is another one that plays there a lot i'm trying i'm trying to think of uh some of the other staples but for whatever reason friday night in morgantown the opener band was having an off night i'm not going to call them a bad band because i don't i don't think you can ever see any live band and and know that you know they had the gumption and and the balls to get up on stage and play some live music, and I res- and I fucking respect that. And so no, there's there's bad bands. Yeah, there are there bad are, bands. There are bad bands. There are bad bands. But all I'm saying is I don't know if they were high. I don't know if they were drunk. Yeah, you I can't don't know judge them from that one encounter. I don't know what it was, and I was pretty drunk too. But the point is, they were so off, so off that the entire crowd is booing them. I mean, oh, it was boy. it was Ooh. aggressive. Now, Damn. this band apparently had like some people or followers that came to Morgantown with them for this weekend to see them open at Joe Mama's. And one of their biggest fans is right in the front of the stage and he's hammered and he is ready to fight everybody, (laughs) everybody. And it gets to a point where he goes to push a guy who's booing the band. And uh, if you know about the Joe Mama's uh, scene, it's got this light up like disco floor in front of the stage and Mm -hmm. it's very slippery when it gets wet. So he goes to push a guy, and the guy kind of like gave him like the, you know, like the, the Juked him a bit. you know, like yeah, 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 you know, yeah. gave him the sidestep, and the guy pushed <laughs> right through him, hit him, it went straight down to the ground, hit his face on the dance floor, and knocked himself out cold. Nice. Oh, and, and, so not quite a fight, but half a fight, you know. It was <laughs> awesome. But uh, I don't know. That I just the the way y'all are talking, I like. I have to think it's it's got to be shitty to be up on stage and see. You know, have you know, and be in the middle of a song and have things be breaking out, you know, in a bar that you're playing at. That's always got to be a pain in the ass. I always think of the Blues Brothers scene where they're just getting sure, pelted, yeah, all the bottles, yeah, with yeah. bottles of beer, and they're you know, yeah, or a Roadhouse and they have the fucking yeah. cage. Yeah, <laughs> they. Uh, do you guys ever go over to Columbia, Missouri? Yes. Uh, Wait, Mizzou oh, is right. Yes. Like like last or I don't know, a couple years ago, I was filling in with a band as I frequently do. Uh, and yeah, this, we, we this, know you're, the, you're the, the bass slut. Right, right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and we were in this uh, kind of a honky tonk bar for college kids, and it was really wild. And it's it's always the gigs always a Friday night, Saturday night, same band. So you go down there, you play, stay the night, play the next night. And so it's Friday night, and the kicker is it's a five hour gig. So it's kind of like you don't do it very often, but the people who know about it, it's kind of like the uh, you know you just if you can make it through the five hour gig, but it's five hour gigs, no breaks. Wow. And the music can't stop. So how they do it is the guy who owns the place is actually a pretty talented musician himself, and he can get away with guitar, bass, drums, and he sings pretty good lead. 
So when you need to take a break, you flag him down. He comes up and gets on your instrument and then plays. Oh wow! And then you that's go really take cool. Ten Damn, or five. That's great. And, uh, he's he's a yeah. No shit. He can play all the instruments. Not. The best at eight of them, but for just like <laughs> ten minutes, like yeah. he's like, oh yeah, I played bass. But he just he just kind of picks up on whatever's going on in the song. Yeah, he just... he's a pretty outrageous guy, but we won't spend too much time talking about him. But <laughs> the story the story is is that um, during hour five, things were getting pretty greasy. Mm-hmm. You know, everyone's pretty wasted, <laughs> and it's sort of a great adjective. We're, we're banging out these these classic hockey talk songs, you know, like a lot of wailing and Willie and all this yeah, stuff. Yeah, absolutely, and. This, I don't think it was a fight, but these two bros, college kids, they got so jacked up, and we're, we're playing with our backs facing glass. This huge 20 by 40, it's a glass front bar on mm-hmm. the Main Street. Yeah. And this guy, you know, grabs this other kid by the front and just throws him through the whole glass. Holy <laughs> shit. <laughs> During the song. I wish I could remember which song it was. Yeah, like, I was going to remember my next question. Like, we were playing some bangers, but I think it was like a slow one. It was like Neon <laughs> Moon or something. Yeah. <laughs> and, and the guy just. And so, of course, you know, we, like, like we kept playing for a little bit, but, like, you know, we stopped because we're now outside, you know, <laughs> the building. And uh, so I thought, you know, for surely the gig tomorrow night's off, right? Because yeah. we got to come back Saturday. Yeah, there's, yeah, there's a whole glass. Yeah, broken. Yeah, it, yeah so we, we end, like, half an hour early. That they close the bar. And so we go talk to the owner. We're like, so tomorrow night's not looking so good, right? And he's like, oh, he's like, this happens, like, twice a month. I've got... <laughs> He literally has five. He has five twenty by forty glass store, like, oh, store in, like on retainer. Oh shit! He has a glass guy, and I saw him do it. He called the glass guy the at like three thirty in the morning, and they came that morning, and we played Saturday. I showed up to the gig, brand new piece of glass. Wow! Oh, God. Oh, good. So yeah, like, real glass is not breakaway. It's like. No, it was 100% real glass. Oh, my God. <laughs> they should maybe be upgraded to Bulletproof for, like, yeah, plexiglass. Or, or get or the cage shit. on it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I don't know what he's thinking, but uh, I kind of like his style. <laughs> it's fucking amazing. I was going to say, like that, bar owner, that bar owner is a can-do motherfucker. I, yeah, I, dude, I, he's he's got I have great respect out. for that. It's I, that's amazing. way to murder somebody. Yeah, yeah. absolutely, yeah. <laughs> Jesus. You'd have, to think, you'd have to think he probably has a buddy in the glass business, and he's mm. running an insurance fraud operation. <laughs> he also knows the two guys that are fighting yeah, and they right. throw it through and he's got the insurance and then he's got a buddy who's a glass guy who's on the ready you know every saturday morning to come yeah, out and absolutely. put it in the window they need fight. a guy with a slow-mo camera always ready yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny you say that because i'm sitting here thinking uh, uh, you know maybe not for honky talk but a band like you guys that's a kick-ass music video i wish you had oh, somebody videotaping yeah. people falling playing, through glass cars. you somebody <laughs> videotaping you guys playing fast car and then right when fast the song one, comes, not fast car, sorry sorry so that's crazy. fast car now that's, that's tracy chapman my bad that's a very different i don't song. think they, re- yeah, yeah, don't yeah, think yeah. they reference it's a very different song. I meant fast one. Have been, I, Steve, have you even listened to the song? We don't no. reference a one in the song, to be fair. I've actually, <laughs> I've actually listened yeah. to a lot of Trauma Parlor songs, but I've also had like four of these truths. And, and like you were, I don't remember which of the uh, Boulevard beers you were talking about, but unfortunately, these things are 12%. I mean, oh, shit. That was the calling. It's like 8.5. They'll get you. So, uh, no, I just feel like that'd be kick ass. A fast one ends, and then somebody gets thrown through the the plate glass window behind Hell you. Yeah. Well, yeah, that was great. Do you guys have any, any others you want to I touch can't top that shit. Yeah, that's absolutely not. Well, you know, Steve, I'll, I'll let you uh, set this next one up since you're a dirty little fuck monster. So go ahead and team up for number mm. eight. Hey, bass slut. Let's, let's talk sex stories. Come on, baby. <laughs> <laughs> no, number, number eight. Seriously, boys, I, I, I just feel like 
you get on stage, you play a little music, and I'm look, I'm no musician. I like sitting down. Steve, and, no, Steve and, is a pretty decent musician, singer and songwriter. He really I is. like sitting down and playing the guitar every now and then. I remember my. Well, freshman, then you're a musician, man. Don't be modest. Yeah, no, I'm doesn't not. Matter. But I remember my freshman year of college plucking a pretty terrible few songs in the uh, uh, like the common room of the dorm. And and girls just like buckling. Oh, that's <laughs> like, why you stuck like with starting it. to sweat. And I'm like, what is happening right now? I'm not used to this. And so I imagine, dude, you're torn around. It has to get a little frisky from time to time. Sure. Um. I I don't I don't know that I've ever like legitimately acted on it. Uh. I, I drink a lot, but you know. Uh. I do remember. Uh, so this. Uh. So. Back in the Thruster, Rusty and the Thruster days. I think it was outside Still of Still one of the greatest names of all time. Yeah, Rusty it really Thrusters. is. Yeah. Thank you. Wasn't your uh, mascot a bearded dragon? Yes. Yeah, yeah Justin. Yeah. Our, our mutual friend Justin, um, uh, he he had a bearded dragon and he named him Rusty in honor of us. And that was our that was our mascot. It yeah. was really cool. You guys uh, are destined to play at this dive bar in San Diego that's called Thrusters. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you yeah, have to you. play. You have to play there. I mean, it's, it's, it's meant to be. Uh, but I just remember this, just, just lots of, uh, sexual interactions, you know, sexual innuendos floating around and stuff. And this one, we, so we played this, uh, what we call the C set when we drop our guitars down to like standard C tuning, open C tuning, we play shit like Wolf Mother, uh, Led Zeppelin, because that's the only way I can sing Led Zeppelin is to (laughs) drop it down to C. But uh, and then Queens of the Stone Age and this girl's favorite band was Queens of the Stone Age, rightfully so, kick-ass band. But we we would play uh, a few Queens of the Stone Age songs and uh, she 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 came up to us just ah, it's kind of gross, but like, <laughs> she came up to us just like. Oh, I can't! I can't thank you enough for what you boys did for me. Oh tonight. my god! And me, no being... one knows how wet. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny you should say that because I, I, that's that was my response was was uh, like I just finished chugging chugging a beer and and it was like she was being like really coy and like dancing around it like I mean you I just I just can't tell you what what you did for me tonight. <laughs> I was like. Made your pussy wet, didn't it? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Just really blunt. You know, well, and her thinking response? That that did, did, thinking that would detour yeah. her. Thinking honestly. that it was too obnoxious to actually be. Right. Yeah. right. But then she gave us like this real creepy, warm hug oh, you know, kind of damn thing. Damn. Like, yeah, damn. <laughs> the kind of, the kind of hug where you have to, you have to. Damn it. Push a bar fly off of moist you. Moist hug. Mm-hmm. Yeah, moist hug. Yeah. Very moist hug. It was the moistest yeah. hug. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I don't know what you I don't guys know. got. I think Mark and I have been in relationships for a while, so mm-hmm. we I think the it switches more to um having to say no a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, it gets and when you're when you go to that mindset, it's uh, it becomes pretty fun because like uh, some some interactions like the other party <clears throat> will do some outrageous things. Like you think you'd you think as you can just say no, and it's all over. But like, man, there's people. They'll put in some effort. They'll stick around. Oh, that, that that turns a woman on, on even more. You know, you're ladies, rejecting her. Ladies, well, it turns no, everybody game on. on even ladies, on. it's twenty twenty four. Okay, no, not me, dude. If I no. get that, I'm like, all right, I'm not gonna waste my fucking time. Well, it depends on how drunk you are. Don't tell yourself. Anyway, I didn't mean to. No, steal I, so I mean, yeah. uh, it is nice. So I do. I have been guilty of 
<clears throat> stringing some people on for some free drinks. The trick is because like, oh, they, they fuck don't want yes, it. fucking you know, <laughs> bring the power back. All right, come on, ladies, right. you've been getting free drinks way too fucking long. All right, yeah, it's great. Um, because they'll come in and it, it's a, uh, I it'll be like you know, people a lot of times are just passing through, right? Mm-hmm. Like they didn't plan on staying at this club for three hours to watch the first song or the last song, and so. You know, if you're taking breaks frequently, or like you play three hours, take two breaks in the middle, you take your first break, and mm-hmm. it's great because some people they'll really like you know they'll try to commit, you know, want you to kind of make a move or something like that. And I'll just be like, oh, I just got back to the stage, and if it just get around to drinks for after the next one, and it's like then they're held hostage. They literally <laughs> just sit there. Yeah. You can tell they want to leave. Their friends want to leave. Yeah. And I'm just kind of we're just laughing up here on stage, like. <laughs> That's great. I love it. They've it. already made the investment. They can't yeah, pull out. Absolutely. No, yeah. They can't pull it, it, out now. And maybe that's bad phrasing, no. but they and can't pull your, out now. Yeah. That's perfect. What's, what's your last line then? It's like, oh, no, I'm, sorry. I'm I'm seeing somebody. I thought you just were a fan, you know? Oh, I just act like I never met them. <laughs> cold-blooded. Yeah, cold-blooded. Absolutely. I love it. But I feel like if you're out, uh, that does sound terrible, but um, if you're out trying to meet the love of your life at 3 a.m., wasted at a rock show and it's like probably not going about yeah. it the right way yeah, yeah. yeah. That's maybe fair enough. let me tell you you got better odds on the lottery uh, i promise yeah. you that um but that's a yeah. honest to god that's a really good one for the the transition here and i gotta steal the show because that is an unbelievable unbelievable little prank where you're like you you have all the leverage as mm-hmm. as the entertainer in that in that particular moment. So number nine, bar hangs, hazing, pranks, and games, which is my favorite category. Mike and I's favorite category, I think I can say. Yeah, absolutely. We love the idea of being bored at a bar and coming up with something to entertain yourself. And I had going into this episode, we were trying to understand how we were going to craft the gauntlet for you guys and this but you guys is, have absolutely uh, been crushing oh yeah, my absolutely. god you've been absolutely destroying it but this is the question i've been most looking forward to because i know that there are those nights where you walk in you drive two hours to club you walk in there's 13 people and i have to imagine you're doing some shit on stage just for you and that's what this category is really about so i mean do you guys have any that you fuck around with when you're like setting up or just messing with people or even like when you're transitioning from one band to another and you're talking about, hey, you can't use my cab, but you, you can use my amp, that kind of thing. Oh, man. The, the thing that comes to mind when you say that is uh, we played a show, or I, I, I played a show in, in, in my old band, Sextonic Plates. Mm-hmm. Uh, our, our mutual friend, Fred, his is the brother of Annie Gladbach. You guys mm-hmm. had her, had her oh, on the yeah, show. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah so he... <laughs> We weren't, it wasn't a small crowd, like, we were doing well, and he just decides that on this one spot in the drum solo, he's just gonna fuck around and play the worst solo you've ever fucking Just heard. intentionally. Now, Fred's, Fred crushes it on the drums. Oh, yeah, like, absolutely. Like, he him, wasn't yeah. fucking up. He was, like, purposefully <laughs> sounding like dog shit. He was telling me for weeks, like, dude, I shredded that solo. <laughs> <laughs> like, he was so stoked. He, he went up to people after the show, like, like, hey, did you hear my solo? Like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> it was the most dog shit solo. That's <laughs> it was awesome. fucking hilarious. That's awesome. <laughs> That's amazing. I love that. That's like performance art, you know. He yeah. he, he just yeah, sure. he knows exactly what he's doing there. I I'm not I have too many good hazing ones. I usually just like uh, it's more when people are playing through my rig, like you're saying, like if I'm hosting a jam or we're playing at a club and there's another band before or after us or something like that. And I always just uh, tell the guy, um, you can touch anything on my bass amp except the volume. 
and then I'll put it on like 0.5 out of 10, like nothing <laughs> that many times. And then they literally, it's great because they, I'm, I'm like, I always, con- I always convince them, I'm like, it's a super, I know it looks low, it's so powerful, you're gonna, it's gonna be. Cool it, sound, then, it sounds quiet and they, up and there, and but it's loud And then they're, they're stuck on the stage and like you know, they <laughs> test it, and then they're like, before they really get to start the set, you know, it's like they're just in that moral turmoil yeah, of should like, I say something? Seems, I'll, be, I'll be like right there. <laughs> I'll be like, you know, and they're like, am I gonna, this is ridiculous, I have to turn it up. Am I gonna do it? <laughs> and then I, I'll cave at some point and be like, I'm just, you know, yeah, fuck it. That's awesome. That's great. That's great. That's a really good one. Uh, yeah, I don't know. know. I don't know. It's not a it's not a steady job, you know. I, I get the bar hazing and stuff oh, when, yeah. when you're around like your coworkers every day, but when we're playing mm. different, you know. And like we, we play TJs a lot here in Pittsburgh. Like mm. that's kind of the bars or the the live band yeah. scene. So um, I don't know, but it's just not the same dynamic. Really. No, absolutely not. Yeah, I mean, you guys are uh, you guys are you know putting so much effort into just getting there and getting exactly. set up and playing to where you're not worried about fucking around too much with other people and everything. Sure, else, but... yeah, yeah. Well, also, you know, not not to not to uh, like pull out like I think a blessing about um, playing live music, but you don't run out of shit to do. Like you literally have all the control to play us all. You know, right. Um, as a bartender, there gets to be a point where I have no control. The hostess is not seating me. People are not coming in. People are not tipping. And, you know, you just get to a point where the frustration builds and and you have to come up with something to entertain yourself. But, um, no, I mean, I, 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 I love it. I think that there's, you know, there's probably a lot in the, in um, you know, rite of passage stuff with playing live music and playing shows out and, and being in the packing order with other bands at a place um that are that are probably like this but it's so it's so much um kind of like industry secret stuff you know like that you don't even think about as being necessarily like hazing but kind of like rite of passage of like playing a show that's that's what i think of when i was sure. thinking of this category. i put a lot of salt in a lot of drinks you do that <laughs> just like just like random drinks well, like people I know. Okay, yeah. But like, like, yeah, but like just put the whole salt shaker in it. Oh, the whole <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, no, like, like just, you just, you just empty the whole thing, like a Jack and Coke or something, you know? <laughs> and, then you just, and then you kind of plan it, and it's great. Cause sometimes sometimes you do it for immediate gratification, like, you know, you're giving someone a drink. And sometimes I'll just like set it in the green room, full Jack and Coke, nice and juicy. Just like but bait. Just oh, literally, yeah, you know, like yeah, a pound of salt yeah. in it. Oh, my Eventually, God. you'll kind of for watch it. Somebody will bark it. I didn't know that you were this fucking ornery, John. All right, I'm learning oh, something. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's great. All right, well, uh, <laughs> and, uh, and I think that leads us in probably to our last category, which I do think we're going to have to modify a bit, which is um, firing and quitting stories, oh, or what yeah. Steve oh, and I affectionately refer to as getting 86 yeah. Um, so I mean, have you guys ever been booed off the stage before? Have you guys had to like quit a I, gig? I have maybe? a pretty good. Uh, no, no, nobody in our band quit. But um, I, we drove down to New Orleans to play a like set of four or five shows with a buddy of ours from. <clears throat> not to name any names. Okay, well I, I can shake it out. It's fine because I actually really want to have him on the podcast because this guy is he's he's bartended all over the place and played in band. Yeah, place, and yeah. and our first night down there. He gets uh, shit tanked and basically breaks the band up on stage. Oh wow! <laughs> and uh, oh, he's talking right. he about how about they don't practice enough. They suck. They're not terrible. into the microphone. He's saying this and into the microphone. He's saying this to the audience. Oh my god! <laughs> while they're his bass players tuning up, and um, 
<laughs> and so basically that night he ruins his band and uh, was it one of the first shows too it was you? the first oh, of four God. so <laughs> uh, so that and they were the band that we were going to be tagging along with for all the shows yeah so basically our whole weekend just ended that night oh, man. Uh, the guy's house that we were staying at was one of the per- people that he split the band up on and um, basically fucked the entire weekend. Wow, so. that's rough. Hell, at least you're in New Orleans. Yeah, so there was he, he's 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 a good friend of ours, by the way. He's told us that story, and like he knows it was a a, a gross overreaction. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm time. assuming they laugh at it now. Yes, um, yes, they do. Well, the next time he comes into town, you. Let him know. I would love to have him on the podcast. I'm sure. He's yeah, got some no, he would be such stories. a good. He'd be into yeah. it. Yeah, we can do him anonymous if he wants or whatever. He should be in town in October. I'm gonna, I'm gonna hunt him guys down. Are free, yeah. yeah, very cool. Yeah, very yeah. cool. Love it. Yeah, that's love great. It. Yeah, I feel like that'd be a that'd be fun to watch as a uh, as a patron at a, or you know, so I guess fun or awkward. Man. I don't know. <laughs> I love that awkward shit. Though, yeah. man. I thought it was it's fucking hilarious. See, I would be laughing my ass off. Yeah, yeah. I was hiding my laughs behind a, like a drink in my yeah. face, but I was losing right. it on the inside. <laughs> That's crazy. Have you guys ever, the one I want to know is, have you ever been asked to not come back? Or have you ever been like, F this place, we're never coming back to this shithole, you know? Um, not that I know. Except that place with that one green room and the mattress. Uh, no, I, if it's the, you know, I can't actually remember which green room that is. There weren't very many of them, so I kind of think it's this one place that I really love, so I would always go back to that place. That yeah. was the first place, actually, I tried the Boulevard Calling. Okay, uh, cool. So I fucking love that place. Okay. It's amazing. I've seen some like they have national acts. I saw Corrosion oh, really? Conformity there. Like they're fucking great place. Very cool. Um, but so so no. Um, That's awesome. There was a place we played that I would go back, but uh, mm. you have to remember the name. It was a place in that stupid. It was like in a cellar underneath a pool hall, and you had to like climb over a pile of trash to get to. <laughs> remember that one? Jesus no. Christ. We opened. Avela was there. Uh, it was in a pool hall, and then you walked through the pool hall, and there was, uh-huh. like, a closet, and literally just with trash, and you had to, like, step over the trash, climb over a broken chair, and then you went down into the cellar, and it was, like, underground. You See, it's the, the, oh, so it, was like, it was, like, it was, like, a hidden kind of I thing, remember. right? And that's what the trash was there to disguise it. There so were, like, two, sh- we, like, swapped shows that night, right? Like, they, they put left right after this. I can't remember, but I just remember thinking, this is such... I was like literally like trying to carry shit over a trash like this trash. Bag. It was literally like a, a just a concrete basement with a bar in it. Like there was no. Well, if you can call a table with a cooler a bar. <laughs> yeah. <or whatever> it <laughs> was. That's what it was. I guess like what it was. Oh, yeah. Shit, was this in KC? In KC. Oh, was it in Kansas City? I think I that's know. what I'm thinking. Of. I think it was no, in was Kansas City. Of. I wouldn't go yeah. back to that. One. Oh no, I know the one. I know the one. We won't. Uh, we won't. No, no, they're I probably keep not it. in business anymore. They may not be. <laughs> As we be, uh, <laughs> if I can jump back, so that exact same place, different time, uh, back to health code violations. Uh, I ate there once upstairs. Why? Not, not in the, oh not my the God. Sorry. <laughs> I ate there once. Uh, good on food. Purpose? Yes, on purpose. No, no. Like I didn't know about the underground until until we played there. That is this place. It's all crashing back to me. But uh, I ate there once. I was biting into my sandwich. Uh-oh. And um, I had a hair in my mouth, right, which 
normally it's fine. Like, I don't give a shit yeah, about it's, that. It's, it's, it's not fine. It's the hair in your mouth. Yeah. But this hair was very long. And it was in my fucking throat, <laughs> dude. I had taken a, I had swallowed. It's down. Like I pull it, I went to pull it out of my mouth. Didn't realize it was in my throat, and I fucking the clown pull, trick. Yeah, yeah, I pulled pulling it and gagging out of my fucking throat like a goddamn magic. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. No, dude. No. Awful. Oh, it's off the list. Yeah, uh, back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, but yeah, it was a great time. <laughs> <laughs> Love that fucking place. My God, you guys know how to put a bow on on uh, this shit. That was bravo, honest to God. Yeah, what an end of the fucking gone. Oh, that's that incredible. That's incredible. But uh, my God, well done, fellas. That look, that's I can't believe you made it through alive. And uh, do we still have any boulevards left? Uh, how we do uh, There's still done? there's still beer left. <laughs> <laughs> The sound oh, of the bottle caps open. emptying out of the yeah. box. That's nice. It's a beautiful sound. We always like to finish up here with the cleanup section, which is what we call our how's our driving. And that's where our guests, we ask them for recommendations and reviews. So yeah. or, or maybe thing, it's kinda of, it's kinda of your time to shine too. Is there anything that we didn't talk about that is important to you guys that you want to share with the people? You know, yeah. are there are there any recommendations that you have for bars, you know, just, restaurants. just going out to bars, music, you know, drinks, anything like that? Or is there anything that, you know, you think we could, you know, do to improve the show as well? Ah uh, man. I don't know. You guys are killing it. It's a good uh, the gauntlet is uh, some good questions there brought up a lot of stories that I didn't think we'd touch on. A lot that I forgot. Um, yeah, that's what Gabe ah. would say at the beginning of this. He's like, I probably don't remember a lot of that. Yeah, <laughs> lot of yeah, 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 yeah. Because I've been yeah. there too. <laughs> um, man, how I about, don't know. How about recommendations? I feel like the three of y'all are well-traveled to some pretty kick-ass dive bars. I mean, I want to go and check out that dirt floor place in North Dakota. Um and, and order myself a gin and tonic. But, uh, uh, Number 37 and 14, yeah. 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 She's probably 18 now. So. Yeah, probably. And divorced. I think her dad is the sheriff or something. Yeah. <laughs> of course. Of course. Um, no, uh, a recommendation, of course, Pittsburgh has a lot of great places to play and mm. great places to go see music. Um Right now, I've been catching some pretty good shows over at the pit, mm-hmm. and of course, yeah. TJ's is always a yeah. You know, TJ's we've shot running always. You know, yeah, we've shouted them out. TJ's many times, and yeah. the pit are within walking distance; they're just right around the corner from one another. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so, where yeah. is the pit on Main Street there? Because I've yeah, been to, yeah, I've yeah. been to TJ's, but I don't know. I, I don't know if yeah. I know the pit. You can almost see it from you TJ's. can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Is it yeah, that place where there's like almost like um like a fencing? No, that's 505, but they're like that's right across the street yeah, almost okay. from each other. Right, yeah. Gotcha. yeah, yeah, they're catty corner from the pit's catty corner from 505. Yeah. But, um, that's cool. Uh, right. Yeah, no, live music wise, TJ Leland's The Pit. Um, what's it called now? It was Banjos, now it's like The Dirty Mule. <laughs> oh, I've, yeah, we passed called, that yeah, earlier. It used to be called yeah. Twisters. Mm hmm. Uh, these names are fantastic. These could, yeah, all be, yeah. these could all be band names in and of themselves. Right. But. Uh, um, no, I love it. Those are all great recommendations. I mean, look, our our prayer is uh, is that this pod becomes a calling for any listener to understand the service industry better. But also, this section is about great recommendations. I want people to go to uh, Florida and check out the bar that Annie Gladback uh, worked at that she told us about, which was like this 
like beer exchange haven where you could walk in. It was all honor code. It was like codes. a beer buffet, yeah. Oh, honor my system, God. It was like yeah. honor code, cool. and you could just like take single select beers. And then like it was like a 7-Eleven where you could like leave whatever money you wanted and get free beer. And I, I love – you know, Saltwater had... crocodile. Yeah, you got it. See, we got listeners. Right. We got listeners. Saltwater crocodile. <laughs> That's right. And so I love it, man. I'm hoping I'm hoping that some of these listeners are driving their asses through Kansas one day and and uh and they stop on the Missouri Kansas border Absolutely. and they, they leak their way into Pittsburgh. And uh, the next thing you know, they're at TJ Leland's taking. You already a, know they got a, a sweet Airbnb, show, Airbnb so. spot to stay at. So that's you know. right. You got to plug it, Mike. You got to plug it. Yeah. No, TJ's. Sorry. Oh, go ahead. I was just gonna say TJ's is my home away from home. I live on that same block, so mm-hmm. I'm just there all the time. I live and work on that block, so I'm there all the time. Yeah. So like TJ's is my home away from home, and it's just like it's somewhat of a speakeasy throughout the week, and then uh, you know. Other than COVID recently, like things are starting to pick back up. You know, we're 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 playing uh, the twenty fourth there. Um, this probably won't be out by then, but but in case you're in, the, in case you're in the area, yeah, maybe no, uh, yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, no, it's 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 a beautiful beautiful block, and just walking distance from a, a few restaurants like brick and mortar just opened up. I highly recommend Toast as far as restaurants. Uh, the bass player uh, from Sextonic Plates um, owns a bakery and a restaurant. That's and his wife cool. own, a, own a restaurant, and they bake fresh sourdough bread, and they toast it, and it's like open-faced sandwiches, mm-hmm. and it's fucking delicious. It's like, if, if you're in Pittsburgh, toast TJ Leland's The Pit. Just come to our block. Yes, yeah. it's fucking rad. If you're lucky enough, you'll see Trauma Parlor play while you're there. Yeah, we'll be around. Yeah. One of us will be around. You know, I always think of like on a broader level that uh, gigging around with you guys and all of us through the years and being all over the place. Um, we play in such strange places, good and bad. But uh, it's really taught me as I got older in my life to just like give every place a chance. Like there are so many places that I like, yeah, believe. I was like, I would have if you were driving by, I would have never gone in. Mm-hmm. And then you know we end up having to be there all night. You're playing a gig. Yeah. And you're like this place is great. So yeah. just like giving places a chance. Obviously, some are going to be terrible. Sure, <laughs> sure. But there's a lot of great places out there that you can just get out and make a little effort, go do something different, walk in a new door. Then you know it's usually pretty rewarding. Absolutely. I think it's Mike. pretty cool that we we all. Recently, we've been playing a lot less, and, but the, yeah. the, the idea that we can get together and just have that instant snap right back to it. Uh, I live in Dallas now. Yeah. Mark was, or uh, John was up in KC for a couple of years. So we were literally spread out over yeah, over yeah, about yeah. eight hour distance. Yeah, so we haven't got back on it. So like anybody that, that, that's checked out our Spotify thing, I know, I know these guys have been gracious enough to plug us and say that we're on Spotify and all that shit. So um, you... you Familiar, maybe familiar with the the four songs we have out, but like because of us being spread out so much, mm-hmm. it's hard for us to do this. And, um, John just recently moved back. Gay's back in town for a few days, so we uh, we're playing a new show and and you know like and you guys making us be out. here, yeah, got us together, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. Th- again, thank you guys so much because, like you said, I mean, you guys are, I mean, Gabe, you're just back in town for a week or so, so I know mm-hmm. you know you're trying to see your friends. And every time we come back, we just it's it's kind of the first thing on my radar. It's like, hey. What are you doing? If I if I'm here for more than a couple of days, like, hey, can we let's, let's do some trauma party? Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. And we oh, yeah. we've been working on um, we got some new digs coming out soon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So 
Then speaking of, like we said at the top of the show, Chrome Parlor is going to be gracious enough to play us uh, an unplugged set, you know, or an unplugged song at the end here, yeah, uh, which I'm really excited yeah. about, which we're going we're to get to. So absolutely stick around for that. But it kind of brings us also to our last question. So, you know, you guys have been around and you may never want to open a bar, but if you guys did open a bar, hmm. maybe maybe even together as a group, you know what I mean? What would the bar be called or better yet, what would the theme <laughs> um, of the bar be? Well, I would never open a bar with any of you guys. <laughs> uh, but if I, when I opened my own bar, yeah. it would definitely be Johnny Diamonds. Johnny Diamonds. Johnny Diamonds. I feel like it's a. It's like a. I feel like you've got a cage in front of the stand or the stage because uh, yeah. there's definitely got to be a stage chicken there. wire. Yeah, chicken yeah, yeah. wire. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, I mean, fuck. Trauma Parlor is a better name for a bar. Than <laughs> it's a band. I, I don't know. I'm gonna. I, Damn I, it. I have to interject here. I have this vision in my head of Johnny Diamonds and the logo is a diamond with a killer mustache on it. I'm telling oh, you, it's yeah. got some legs, man. That's, pretty, I, that's, that's pretty much it. Probably would be. But it's, it, it definitely, I think, would come off as a gay bar. <laughs> <laughs> the the, the J has should. a nipple ring also. As it should. Yeah. Yeah, I'll be careful about that one. <laughs> I, um, I don't know. I've always, I've always been a fan. If I was to open a bar, obviously live music is a mm-hmm. huge fucking factor. Um, probably, I love speakeasies. Yeah. You know, like TJ's is the closest thing to a speakeasy we have. But speaking of Columbia, uh, the glass breaking story from earlier, uh, there is I can never fucking remember the name of it, but there's a speakeasy. That's like, you have to have a password to get in and you like walk up to this like salon that's, that's, it's a beauty salon during the day and you pick up a telephone, say the password, they walk you through the back of the salon, you push a big ass floor to ceiling mirror open and there's a fucking bar behind it and then a separate room where the band plays like such a cool, I love shit like that. So what would be your front business then? Oh, I don't know. (laughs) A bakery. Oh, to concede, yeah. yeah uh, I don't know, man. That's cool. But, like, I've always loved shit like that. Yeah. Like, it's, it's not even that secret. You can get on their website and find yeah, out. Yeah, but there. no, it adds a little. I've, I've been to a speakeasy before when it's I the uh, atmosphere. Went, visited Europe and I couldn't. It's actually not a secret at all. Like. Yeah. <laughs> not now. Yeah, but I was, I was actually pissed Words because out. I wandered around for way too long not able to find this fucking place. <laughs> and then I finally found an unmarked door. I was like, okay, I guess it's fucking worth it. Yeah. <laughs> So, Gabe, what about you, sir? I mean, I I think I'm on board with uh, the gay bar that John pitched. <laughs> it's funny because I thought you called it a Gabe bar, and I got yeah. oh, Gabe that's bar. What, that's he's like, dude, bar. I'm gonna be a regular there. That's, that's what it's called, Gabe bar. I will say, Gabe bar is great. It's but great. you actually, really could, thought, I'm not gonna lie, you could open a series of themed Gabe bars. <laughs> yeah, the Gabe bars missing. I've always thought the best name for a gay bar though would be the cockpit. Oh my <laughs> god, <laughs> that probably exists. Yeah, well, so that, is that like that, the dancing floor? Is that like the VIP lounge? I feel like yeah. I googled it once and I couldn't, I couldn't find it. That but, can't be a past. But the gay bar is my fault too. Yeah. I also was told recently that I should start calling my apartment the G spot. Oh my god, <laughs> Jesus yeah, you Christ! Should. So I, I don't want to, but we're, we're, all of us are, are good friends uh, with with uh, Justin. You know, my good friend, and he, he's actually going to be on for some bonus content about what it's like to be an Airbnb host. But nice, his, his dream, and I don't want to steal too much because I'm sure we'll talk about it when he comes on. But yeah, he yeah. wants to open up the slaughterhouse on the hill. It's, it would be a gay bar, so you got the slaughterhouse, and the dancing floor is called the killing floor. Hell and yeah. Then, and then you've got an attached strip club, which is the pole barn, right? 
And then you've got uh, the feeding trough, which is like a little place to grab some food. And then uh, the VIP lounge is the uh, the shooting gallery. So Killing Floor is, is kind of a dark blues reference. I was going to say, you should <laughs> Google yeah, that before you commit. <laughs> okay. This is feeling yeah. very Buffalo Bill, put the lotion in the yeah, basket. Exactly. That could yeah. be the front of the trauma parlor speakeasy. <laughs> What's yes, that? The absolutely. Killing Floor. Oh, yeah, <laughs> no, I'm not touching the Killing Floor. <laughs> Could have like a uh, like a, a place where you just slaughter people's animals. You know what I mean? Like they bring by like a goat or something like that. You slaughter it, butcher it there for them. Move yeah, like and then in the back, your is... typical gay bar. <laughs> <laughs> That's what happens. Yeah. <laughs> That's what people do. <laughs> oh no! It's like the front business, you yeah, know. Just making sauce. It'll be yeah. unique. It just smell. Sure. Yeah, it would smell like meat all well, all day and all night. Let, no just, let Justin air out the details. <laughs> Well, fellas, I got to say, you have absolutely crushed tonight. I was, uh, you know, I didn't, you know, I was looking forward to this, but I didn't know how five of us all on a pod together yeah. were going to do a remote with it raining there and raining here. But you guys absolutely crushed it. Cannot wait to hear you play this live set. Why don't we take a little break here? Yeah. We'll all uh, maybe slug another beer or two, maybe have a, you know, burn a heater and, um, and get you guys all set up. But thank you for being on, man. Yeah, you guys And we cannot, we cannot tell you how much we owe you for bringing some, uh, just the perfect setup to this pod, man. I get so many compliments on fast one. And just, just the fact that we sound legit. fast car. It's, it's called fast car. Oh, okay. It's kind of funny. Seriously. It's kind of funny too, because before, cause Steve, you know, you, he was being humble, but Steve's a, a decent musician. He plays piano. He plays the ukulele, the guitar, yada, yada, yada. But before, you know, when we were starting this podcast, before we aired anything, we were going to, we actually tried to go to my brother's house and he's got some recording equipment and tried to like come up with something quick and easy to put it and it was a mess. And we just, we like, just couldn't, it was, it was bad. We had no production. And I was like, I was like, what? Yeah, our shit was already recorded. Yeah, I was like, I, well. I was like, I should ask Mark, yeah. but I was like, he's already let us use it for power. No, he's like, just I'm fucking, fucking ask, I'm fucking gracious <laughs> to it. You know, like he has, uh, I'm, I'm happy you like the song. Absolutely, man. Yeah. I'm no, fucking yeah. sick of it personally. <laughs> we also have a better recorded version. Yeah, but they like the shitty one that we you know what? Garage. You know what? You like maybe, the lo-fi. Maybe, maybe this is maybe this is the time in the the, the podcast history where we switch over. and We start using the, the new recording. Have you? Yeah, because well, we, you we have all, it, right? Yeah, I, I gave it yeah, to you. A while back. Yeah, I might have to get it uh, back because we did it for PowerBox. But yeah. we also have yeah, some new uh, logos and stuff. So maybe, maybe now is the time to transition and, and move into the to the, the next chapter of all of our lives cool. here. So very good. Well, thank you guys so much, dude. Trauma Parlor, motherfuckers, check them out. Spotify, YouTube. Do you guys want to plug any any other projects or anything? That you guys well, we have doing? our we have our album coming out. That's one thing awesome. we haven't talked about. We've been working on it. I mean, the pandemic was a huge fucking not conducive. Yeah, yeah. I, I uh, you know, and and we're just like we said, we're miles apart all yeah. the time. This is it's rare that we all get to get together, and yeah, um, it's been so much fun. But. Um, yeah, well, we'll get that. We'll get that on the episode content, so everybody can uh, kind of be aware on when you guys are releasing that. We'll put it up on the socials. But mm-hmm. if you're yeah, ready, eventually we'll we'll get it out there. Um, yeah, well, yeah. and what I'd love to do too, and we've talked. I've talked to you, Mark, about this. This is completely up to you guys. But we do have our merch store, and we we, we will have a website at some point. If you guys ever want to use our platform to sell merch Absolutely. and uh, oh, CDs, like, like this is the yeah. thing, like all proceeds, all proceeds would go directly to Trauma Parlor. You know, we, we don't want to make any money off that, but if you guys wanted to, we'd be happy to carry your brand on our on our website. You know 100%. what I mean? So if you guys want to be that, it'll be up to you. Thanks, oh, man. Yeah. yeah. 
And uh, without further ado, anybody that wants to get a little taste of these sweet licks from Trauma Parlor, hang out. We're going to be doing a little live uh, recording here, one of their songs. Uh, but we're going to take a little break, and we'll be right back with you. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I'm not going to take up too much time here. Once again, thank you, Trauma Parlor, so much for everything you've done for us. Thank you for being on the show. You've absolutely killed the fucking gauntlet. And, oh, thank uh, you. <laughs> and, uh, and, and we didn't say this at the beginning, uh, but Trauma Parlor, we've got Mark Blankenship on guitar and lead vocals. We've got John Dooling, the slut bass, on, on bass here. <laughs> and, then, and then we've got Gabe Harris on the drums. So these guys are going to... Uh, take it away here. Uh, this is their original song, Pirate Face.
Hey everyone, thanks for listening along. We really hope you enjoyed the show. If you did, we release new episodes. Don't want to say every week because we've not been able to stick to that, but uh, whenever we fucking well, can. That, that really is the goal. So if you guys like the show, you know we'll, we'll get into this here in a second. But you know, please, you know, subscribe, rate, view, do do all that stuff to kind of help us, and, and maybe we can get some sponsorships and, and that kind of stuff, and, and maybe we can devote some more time to doing this. We um, would love to do it more. I'd love yeah. to do this full time. So yeah, the more we, we can get you on the social and following us, and exactly. like Mike said, subscribing, rating, reviewing, we will give you more content yeah. consistently. Absolutely. So as always. Big, gigantic shout out to Trauma Parlor. Uh, you know, we, we just really are so appreciative of these guys for, you know, sharing some of their art and some of the things that they've created, you know, the years that they put into their music and letting us kind of, you know, use that for our show. So we, we really love you guys. Thank you so much for being on the fucking show. You guys killed, crushed the fucking goblin. So many good stories. Um, yeah, please check them out. You know, if you like the, the, the song Fast One, check them out. They're on, they're on Facebook, they're on Spotify. Like I said, they're going to be dropping a new album soon. Uh, so definitely follow them and uh, show them some love. Absolutely. And you can obviously follow all of our social feeds. We will have that information up on that album release. If you want to be one of our regulars, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at the BRP Drink Along. You can listen along, obviously, on Google Pod, Apple Pod, YouTube, Spotify, and at the Bartender Rant Podcast. Um, that's where you need <laughs> to go. Bartender. Sorry. You need to look up. <laughs> you need to look up the Bartender Rant podcast on the platforms I just named. Uh, please be sure to subscribe, rate, and review. We really need the personal validation. We love it. it we, we we love that you guys love the show. It, it really means a lot to us. Um, you know, if you want to be one of our VIP listeners, please subscribe to the Bartender Rant podcast on Patreon. Um, so this was kind of a, a good little taste of kind of what the bonus content is going to be like, and um, you know. It, We'll commit to at least one bonus episode, whether it's we're inter- interviewing a band or you know a bar back cook, whatever. We want to get you guys at least one episode a month. So if you guys are into that, uh, please subscribe to us on Patreon. And you know, of course, all that you know, pr- all the proceeds are going to go right back in the podcast. So you're literally going to be helping us build this podcast and, and make it better. Um, you'll, you'll also get uh, you know the chance to vote on new episodes whenever we take a trip. You're going to be able to tell us where you want us to go, and you'll get a ten percent discount on our merchandise as well. And I'm so excited about the merch store because we have this amazing designer and she does not get enough love on this show, uh, Rachel Campaneshi. And I'm going to put up her um, uh, direct page uh, in some of the content this week coming out after this show. She's an incredibly talented graphic designer. She helped us make some really, really cool uh, uh, new content. And uh, the merch company, Prodigy, has been awesome with us. So, so thankful to both of them. Um, really excited about working with both of them and, and what we get, we can bring you guys for this upcoming holiday season. <laughs> so all you VIPs, yeah, definitely get on there. Acts, uh, you know, cash in that 10% discount. And as always, if you want to be one of our big tippers. A.K.A. one of our bozels. Feel free to make a donation on PayPal under the Bartender Rant Podcast at gmail.com. Mike and I do this because we love this industry, we love y'all, and we love bringing you great content. But this is not our day jobs. We are not doing this for money. This is not about a cash grab. This is about finding ways to bring great stories. I love storytelling. It's who I am. It's why I was put on this planet. 
Um, Mike is one of the funniest people I know. He has this amazing ability to use uh, uh, clever one-liners and quick turns of phrase to bring joy to people's lives. And that's why we do this. We want to bring you great content so you can help us. Keep the stories coming and allow us to interview local bartenders from coast to coast. And as always, don't just listen along, drink along. Alright boys, here okay. we go. Uh, can he he can't see Mark or anything here? Hey Mark! <laughs> Jesus Christ, this is this hey. is fucking silly. <laughs> Should I just lay on the table? Or yes, or, please. Or, or, or.